Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, and veggie, and more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you guys waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. The options are endless with Factor. Two-minute meals. Fill up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. How about some snacks, some smoothies, and more? Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Factor is also the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily. And you guys can be very flexible with your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. And the most important part, there's no prep. No mess. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. So there's no prepping. There's no cooking or cleanup that is needed. If that sounds great to you guys, head to factormeals.com slash script 50 and use code script 50 to get 50% off. That's code script 50 at factormeals.com slash script 50 to get 50% off. Why has Triple H been so successful? Why is Triple H running WWE better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard on Monday and Friday night? Long-term booking. Thank you so very much for joining me right here on Off The Script. This is your AEW Dynamite post show for November 2nd, 2022. I am JD from New York. As always, coming to you from the OTS venue. Thank you so very much for joining you, uh, joining us on uh, your Wednesday evenings, wherever you may be. I'm joined by my, you are joined by my very good friend Jesse, what is going on, brother? How how you feeling over there, man? I see I see a nice little smirk on your face. Man. What's going on, man? Tell me how you feeling, bro. Bro, I'm I'm feeling good, man. That that smirk you see is just because you just got osaquid. I know I got osaquid. Uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna save osaquid's comment because I read it while the intro was playing. I, I'm gonna save osaquid two hundred dollar super chat by the way for uh, OTS here osaquid. I mean, the guy's a fucking saint, man. I, I don't know what else to say about Osaquin. He owns this fucking joint. Man, it's unbelievable. My channel too. Unbelievable. And uh, I cannot forget, cannot forget KW with a 99.99 Super Chat right at the top. We haven't even said anything yet. Thank you guys very much. I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much for all the love. And thank you guys for oh, uh, Jesus uh, another Christ. one. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Bruh. We got a lot to get oh, into. Oh. 
Osequi. Oh, my God, man. This guy yeah. is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Thank you so much, brother. I'm going to save his comments because, you know, where he comes from and what he does for a living, what he said is absolutely, uh, you know, it could it could be applied to uh, to whatever happened this weekend. Uh, we might as well. Everybody's here. Uh, we got 25. This is like a fucking pay-per-view over here. Um, that's how that's how hyped up this uh, entire show was because of negativity. Um, let's start at the top, Jesse. I don't want to waste any more time. Um, tonight's Dynamite. Uh, it was, to me, a flat show. I honestly, and listen, I don't want to make excuses, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw a softball out there to Tony Khan. I, I, I understand that the, the World Series is right in the same time slot as the AEW Dynamite show tonight. He might have kind of succumbed to the World Series and what's going on right now in Philadelphia, which, by the way, the Astros are pitching a no-hitter. I believe it's 5 nothing in the 6th or 7th inning. Uh, go Astros, by the way. Uh, fuck the Phillies. Um, Dr. Evil G. Oh, my goodness. I, can I get some? Look at this fucking guy, man. Oh, my goodness. It'll Unbelievable. Be a long night, man. Unbelievable. It'll be a fantastic uh, night. Another $100 super chat. Also, quick, thank you so much. My boy, Dr. Evil Genius, even showed some appreciation with a nine ninety nine. Uh, I will make him a mod. I, I will make you a mod, bro. Just give me uh, give me 10 minutes, bro. Um, We're not it, done with Osuqui, man. Don't forget, he's 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 helping us raffle off a PlayStation 5. Man. Uh, okay, there you go. There you go. Um, let's, just, let's go. Okay, uh, Dynamite tonight, bro. Uh, it, it felt flat to me. No build from what I could tell. Uh, I mean, my eyes were fucking crystal clear, microscope fucking on this show tonight. No build at all, really, towards anything full gear. I mean, we got a... Jamie Hayter and Tony Storm match that was announced, which I think is a great decision. Uh, that is a very unpredictable match. I would not even be I, I would not even be opposed to, to Jamie Jamie Hayter taking the belt off of Tony Storm. Let me, let me be clear now because I don't want to lose any viewers and start getting that shit put out there. I would rather see Jamie Hayter versus Jade Cargill. Yes, I yes, I yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get there, bro. I, I listen. Okay. I, I I am I with you. On, I am with you on that. Jade's right. title run is right now, you know, it's fucking garbage. Um, we we got that match, and that was really it. John Moxley wrestled Lee Moriarty. I mean, who who gives a shit? And then uh, we got a, a ton of Ring of Honor bullshit on this show, bro. And, and it's like, yeah, I know you you do a live stream or a live watch along on Friday nights with Rampage, and you see a lot of uh, guys. You guys are blowing me away, man. Uh, you guys are absolutely blowing me away. Thank you for the love, man. Um, I don't do anything or say anything on this show because I, I seek attention. I say because I just want good pro wrestling, and I'm glad you guys are here. Um, 813 Car Guy, Chill Vibes, Osaqui, thank you guys so very much for all the super chat love. A lot of Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor on this show, Jesse. I, I, I cannot fucking stand Ring of Honor outside of Chris Jericho. I feel like it's dragging Dynamite down. I don't know why we're tuning in to watch Ring of Honor when we're tuning in to watch AEW Dynamite. I think right now it is a hindrance to Tony Khan, and I cannot fucking wait for a TV deal. I felt like this was one of the more flat shows for Dynamite, barely any full gear build, and one of the worst segments in Dynamite history between Jade Cargill and Marina Shafir tonight, which we will discuss. What did you think about tonight's show? I thought it was fucking god-awful, man. It was. What did you tell What did you tell me before the show started, bro? It, it, it felt like a WWE production booked by, by who? This looked like that they not only picked up the people that we saw show up today, but like they signed Bruce Pritchard back there for creative, man. 
He might have uh, he might have come along with the Jeff Jarrett deal, man. Who the fuck knows? Why do we have Jeff Jarrett on our TV screen? Okay, all right, just. Just we'll we'll we'll, we'll we'll get there. Just give me your thoughts on Dynamite. What 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 did you like? What didn't you like? Before we get into uh, the topics at hand, the only thing that I thoroughly enjoyed, beginning to end segment, was the Swerve and Keith Lee and Rick Goddamn Ross out there. I thought this was gonna be another lame celebrity appearance. Um, Rick Ross has me sold. I mean, I want to see Rick Ross here as a fucking manager. This guy did great in that fucking segment, man. Loved it. I loved how Keith came along and 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 kind of just tied ends to the stuff that made us, you know, uh continue the thought of he's going to stay babyface and Swerve is going to go heel. Rick Ross kind of still kind of corralled them together and everything else. I loved everything about this goddamn segment. Favorite part of the whole night, easily. Yeah, he got uh, he got a lot of attention for his appearance before the show, which I seen on social media. I thought he handled himself well there. He might have had a little uh, too many cold beverages before the segment aired, but uh, I mean that's fine, man. Who doesn't who doesn't enjoy their cold beverages, man? Even more amazing, he was he was toasty and he still knocked <laughs> the segment out, man. Love talking it. all more over Rick Ross, talking over Swerve, fucking stepping on Swerve's promo. It's great. It was it was fun. It was entertaining. Swerve Love got it. his. Uh, his uh, deal in there. And then, like we discussed last week, Jesse Keith Lee finally brought up the fact that, you know, listen, man, I, I watched the tape back. I see what you're doing. I don't really like it. But we're going to do, uh, we're celebrating. Apparently, Swerve is working with Rick Ross. And uh, we're going to celebrate. And we got we got an eight-man tag next week on Dynamite. Maybe uh, we get the continuation of uh, their split next week on uh, on Dynamite Wednesday. Not only that, though. This celebrity appearance made sense yes. entirely. Entirely. Swerve's whole gimmick is he's a he's a he's a rat mogul. You bring in the boss, man, and and yeah, I'm over chilling with my guy Rick, you know, everything because that's what just that's what Swerve would be doing. It all tied in, it all made sense. I loved everything about this. Yeah, and, and just to uh fill you guys in on what I thought, because I don't really cover Rampage anymore on Friday night. It's a complete waste of my fucking time. Um, I just do SmackDown, but I did see, I go live at 1030. I watch half of it and then I just, I don't really give a shit about the rest of the show, but I did see last week Swerve's, uh, backstage vignette with Billy Gunn and him tying him up and, uh, taking scissors and basically making him scissorless. Uh, I, I thought what they did with that, I, I don't, I didn't really get your thoughts on, uh, on your take there, Jesse, with what Swerve did last week. I didn't watch your, uh, your, uh, watch along. But I thought the way he came off and the way it was shot was fucking perfect. I said this on Friday just in, in closing during the Super Chat segment on Friday. I said if they continue like that with Swerve, he has the opportunity to be a major breakout heel in the company. And I love his, his character that way. I think he fits it better. That's who I see uh, Swerve being. You know, it's, it's, more, it's more of a true life himself. Uh, to television in the role that they have him playing right now, possibly as a heel. And I can't wait to see more of that. I thought that segment was great. Yeah, yeah. It, it feels like they go in that direction with him, too. Um, and and if that's the case, man, you know, I'm all I'm all for it. Yeah. Um it feels like he it feels like the with the with the amount of energy he's putting out, with the amount of heel heat energy he's giving out, um, he needs a, he's gonna need a stable. Um, I think he's going to need a little mini stable, man. I mean, much like, I mean, uh, unfortunately, yeah, much like it was over for Hit Row, um, I think he could, I think he could really benefit from a couple of heaters, man. So um, 
I like where they're going with Swerve, man. They're going to have another top heel in their hands when this is all yeah, said the, 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 year. Yeah, I, I agree. But the, the thing with heaters, though, is, uh, I mean, he could stand on his own and get heat himself. Oh, he, yeah. He, he's, oh, that, God, he's, yeah. he's that good. I, I think it'll be at a point where he's too good that you want to kind of project some of that heat onto uh, heaters, like you said. And I feel like it's got to be the right crew. You you just can't put anybody with. I don't know who in that company would even fit with Swerve if you even want to discuss a possibility well, like that. I know Ashante Adonis and, and Top Dalla and, and BFAB were very good compliments, and uh, they did their thing in Hit Row. They don't feel the same now because that's how big of a of an asset Swerve was to the group, and they just don't feel, you know, popular. I mean, I don't know how popular they are. They don't feel like a full faction on WWE television. No, no. The, I, I think he would, I, I think to keep it simple and to stop, you know, the, the spread of a faction, just give him a tag team. Give him a young tag team. Give him private party. Yes. Yes. Give him private party. That's how you make them grow up, man. I love that. Give them private. These guys are still about the club gimmick. This guy's a fucking music. They still with Matt dude. Hardy? Fuck yes. out of here, bro. Yes. Give them fucking private party. Yes. Let these guys fucking go out and do what they do. Swerve is the fucking mouthpiece for these guys because they need it. These guys can work in ring. They can be heelish dicks, dude. They can be everything that fucking, that'd be great. It'd be fucking fantastic. I think that's a good move. Uh, I mean, it's just discussion right now. That's not a uh, rumor or speculation or anything. We're just spitballing uh, because we are very high, both of us, on Swerve and his heel work and the potential for this storyline. Obviously, we can't leave Keith Lee out of that. That was uh, a great part uh, that he played in that segment with Rick Ross today. Uh, he's mm-hmm. going to be a major breakout babyface, and maybe we get that Keith Lee that we saw that hit the heights of his popularity in NXT. So uh, I hope for the best there, and I'm very much looking forward to that inevitable acclaimed and swerving our glory tag team match at full gear. Um, outside that, Jesse, uh, Colt Cabana was also a big talking point on this show tonight. Yes, Colt Cabana was on the show tonight. Tony Khan allowed Colt Cabana to be the mystery opponent for Chris Jericho uh, for the Ring of Honor World Championship. It wasn't a former Ring of Honor World Champion open challenge. It was any champion in Ring of Honor history. So out comes Colt Cabana. I know a lot of people are speculating. A lot of people are talking. We don't really have any news or information on it. We had news yesterday that I covered in a little extra on the channel that Punk is going to retire. And then today, Sap posted something that sources close to Punk say he's still got the wrestling itch. Who the, wrestling itch, who the fuck knows what, what's going on with Punk? Um, I don't know anything, but a lot of people are speculating that this means Punk is finished with AEW. Tony Khan's being petty, blah, blah, blah. His contract buyout is imminent. We don't know none of that. What did you feel about Cole Cabana coming to television? Because I do think at the end of the day, it could have really been anybody, man. We discussed a ton of people that he could have brought in to wrestle Chris Jericho. It didn't have to be Cole Cabana, but it ended up being Cole Cabana. Was it a petty move on Tony Khan's behalf, or is uh, is is all right in the world with Punk and AEW? Oh, God, no. It was a move. I don't know if I'll call it a petty move. But it was it was a it was a move. So Trent tweeted out um and replied to Colt returning and he just simply said for the boys. That was it. Thirty six hundred likes in one hour. But why so, why why is something like that needed online though? Well, so in case there was like any oh well, we don't know if this was done because of punk or this, stuff like this, yeah. Okay, now we know. I mean, for sure, absolutely, definitely. I mean, these guys are upset with what he did, man. How I mean, much they are 
they express themselves on their own personal Twitter accounts, unlike the guy that they're upset with who went into a media scroll. How much of this was Chris Jericho, bro? You know, Chris Jericho was in the news claiming that Punk was a cancer, Punk was a detriment to the AW locker room. How much, how much say did Chris Jericho have in telling Tony Khan, I want it to be Colt Cabana? Fuck him. Could be. It could be. I mean, we I mean, we don't we don't know that. We don't know that. I'm just throwing I'm just again, I'm spitballing. I'm spitballing. Like I didn't do shit. What yeah. are you talking about? We don't know. But everyone, everyone who knew, knew. Yeah. I mean, we just knew we knew why Colt when, when that music hit, we knew why Colt was out there. Yeah. And that's why Trent tweeted what he tweeted and everything. I mean, everybody everybody knew. They stood up for Colt. Colt's still here. Yeah. You know? Listen, I uh, if if Tony Khan is going in the direction that some say that he is, and he's gonna buy out CM Punk. And he is going to uh, get things back to normal here. And we have proper locker room leadership. I respect the fuck out of Tony Khan, man. That's a, that's a difficult decision to make. You keep Punk and make money and make money with Punk, or you let him go. It's your biggest moneymaker. He's the biggest difference maker in the entirety of AEW's young history so far. And you're willing to just buy out his contract, pay this man wherever he wants to get out of here. That's, that's what I call growth. He's got to keep up on that. And if that is Tony Khan doing that, man, I respect the fuck out of that because that's not an easy decision to make. No, man, it, it makes sense because Punk can't draw. Punk can't draw enough money to compensate an unhappy locker room. Yeah. You, you just can't. I would rather have harmony in my fucking locker room. I would rather have everyone back there happy with who they're working with. And everyone just getting along on the, and working on the same page. If that is happening, then the sky's the limit. You can build new stars. You can, you can, you can make intriguing stories. You can the sky's the limit. You can't do shit, but no one likes anyone. People are pissed. People are, people are waiting for the backstage drama. People are, you can't, they, you can't work like, like that. So no. Punk, I mean, there's no way Punk can come back. And I don't think there's any way he would ever work another wrestling promotion ever again well certainly not wwe no i mean he he he, he, his reputation would be absolutely fucking dead to rights never to come back again no and and in his defense he doesn't he doesn't need to man no he doesn't need to he he doesn't need to he 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 did this to probably prove to himself that he can still go and for 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 the millions of fans who wanted him back in pro wrestling you know and he came back and he made some money he saw where he could go in the ring, which was not very far with two major injuries. And now the fans are tired of him. So, yeah. you know, that's it. We're done here. And that's that. That was basically all dynamite, uh, dynamite guys. We're going to go over, uh, you know, in-depth what happened, and we'll talk a little bit more about uh, what happened on the show tonight. But we are here to discuss the uh, elephant in the room. I, I know I've said my piece uh, about uh, literally, literally everything on my Sunday night show. Uh, on episode 450, uh, a, a lot of that was just resonating anger, which uh, this is my outlet to kind of just let things out. And I felt a lot better after uh, what was a terrible day on Sunday, uh, thanks to a few ladies in the AEW women's locker room that absolutely unnecessarily uh, tweeted me, of all people, about something that should have never even been brought to attention because ultimately it put a spotlight on the company tonight. And uh, I don't want to stroke my own fucking ego, but I don't say shit. For the sake of saying shit, I don't say shit for the sake of clicks or likes or anything. I want good pro wrestling. That's what I'm here about. I don't get everything right, but motherfucker, I get a lot of shit right. I know what's good. I know what's bad. I don't need to be in the business, though I am somewhat. 
I don't need to be a pro wrestler to know what a good pro wrestler is. I don't need to be a pro wrestler to know what a good pro wrestling match is. That narrative is tired and lame. Jesse's seen all this go down. He texted me on Sunday. They had a a big spotlight on them tonight, did Jed Cargill and Marina Shafir. Jesse, I'll leave the floor to you for for a little bit because I know uh, we haven't really been uh, live together in this element since that happened. Uh, what, what are you thinking about all this coming out of Sunday, man, and then going into this match on uh, Dynamite tonight? I think this. Okay, so let's so let's 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 take it down, you know, step by step. Let's break this down a little bit. AEW put up a graphic saying how they were going to be there was going to be a match on Wednesday between Marina Shafir and Jade Cargill. Yes, and JD simply tweeted. Um. Oh, something to the please for the oh, love of God. God. Please for the love of God. No. Please for the love of God. No. Now, as we all sit here, all thirty-two hundred of us, we all sit here. We all know that this guy sitting next to me can be an asshole at times. Okay. I mean, we all know that, but we also know that you know, deep down in his heart, he means well. All right. So at times, has he gone too far and tweeted things that were unnecessarily and inappropriate? Sure, maybe at times. But that comment? No. No. There was nothing wrong with it. There was nothing inappropriate about it. There was, there was, there was nothing just passed or crossed a line. There was nothing. He gave his thoughts on that match. So from that, Jay Cargill decided to you know, go on the defensive, you know, about his opinion about the match. I don't remember exactly what she said, but I'll pull it up here as I go. And I can hear you from, I, I memorized this shit, dude. I, okay. I, I, I can hear you from your mother's basement. Calm down or something along those lines. So, okay. So she read the comment. Like, I never heard that one before, though, bro. Yeah, yeah in mother's basement, man. Oh, oh that, that, that's, by the way, that's exactly what they think. That's exactly yeah. what they think of us wrestling fans. Well, the, the, the shitty part is, I think they know that you, yourself, with your platform and the size of it, do not live in your mother's basement. So all they're doing is projecting what they think about wrestling fans, probably the fans that do support them, and throwing the shit all on you. You are one of the top fucking YouTubers out there. Anyone leading a demographic like that in YouTube is not working out of their mother's goddamn basement. No. But that's what you think of your fans. Yes. That's fine. That's fine. You just put that thought out there. This is what you think of all wrestling fans. That's cool. But just so you know, when you have, you know, uh, hundreds of thousands of fucking followers, dude, and you have a following such as this man, no one lives in their fucking mother's basement. So let's get that straight. So... That was hilarious, but that was her comeback. So fine, though. It's fine because maybe she took that as, oh, you think uh, a match with me and it is boring on whatever the case may be. Fine. So JD immediately goes back to her and says, you know, oh, basically calm down. Not talking about you. I've praised your work many, many, many a times. And this man next to me can attest to that because we have since day one, bro, since the Shaq match with Cody, we have dissected Jade, and we were pleased with what we saw year over year over year and praised her promo work, bro, which has gotten better. Yes. There's been legitimate 
progress. Is there room for improvement? Yeah, there's room for improvement. There's a lot of room for improvement, man. But for what for for the amount of time that she's been here and the for what she's done, we applaud. You know, um, we're enjoying it. It was fun. Um, there's so much growth to be had. Um, there's some things that could have been changed, but all in all, it was fine, dude. It was it was it was fucking fine. So when he tried explaining, oh, okay, you know, it's not you, it's Marina Shafir. You know, I loved your work and everything else. But then she continues, and then she goes on this thing where she's defending her coworkers, as she puts it. That's where it started to get weird because now you can't sit there and say that well, you're you're in you're in character, and you're a heel because now you're gonna sit there and defend your opponent. Now you're gonna sit there and defend Marina Shafir. The one where someone tweeted a gif of her putting a boot straight to her face and then Jay Cargill replying, you know, sure, I'll do it again. You know, she couldn't wait to. to okay, so in one tweet, you're going to defend Marina Shafir. But in another one, you're going to you're going to go on the offensive. Which one is it? And why were you so offended by someone just tweeting simply how they didn't want to see the match? And then in, come, in the replies comes Miss Britt Baker, DMD. Kind of just out of the blue, you know, in the mentions, in the replies. And and here that comes. And here comes Deanna Perrazzo. And here comes Rebel. And here comes... Chelsea Green. What is all of this shit? Why are they... I'm trying to figure out why these women came out and admitted that they sit around in the locker room and think and talk about JD. Why? Well... Why? One of them literally said, this guy doesn't know that we sit around a locker room and make fun of him and blah, blah, blah. So you guys, instead of coming up with ways to make your fucking matches and storylines better, you're sitting around and talking about JD? That's what somebody, you're doing. Somebody, by the way, and I'm not leaving Jesse out of this, two guys here that have vividly and vehemently talked about how this division is not where it needs to be, our fan point of view on how to make it better, and why we think, I've said this countless fucking times, bro, how many times have I said, if you know, my own show without Jesse being there, the AEW women's division has better talent, probably more talented roster than the WWE division, women's division does. And they're not utilizing, at, they're not even utilizing a tenth of it. Like, I, I put this division yep. over so many different times with the amount of talent in there that I really, really enjoy. And Britt Baker is one of them. You know, no matter what I said in the past, oh. which I will say on record right now, I apologize to her for any sort of misinformation, okay? So that was taken care of privately like it should have been. But even her work, I know how valuable she is to the division. I, bro, me and Jesse put over so many different aspects of this division, but you are a fool if you think it is where it needs to be right now and it's it's going the right direction right now. It's not. It is not. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and I I just I just don't get that. And someone else, I think it was Rebel or Horizon. I don't know. Someone no, it else was it was Re- it was Rebel. She yeah, she came out. She came out and said, "Well, if you think this is all about just this one tweet, it's it's not." Insinuating that this goes back. So just how long have you guys been sitting back in that locker room talking about JD? And why? And if what he says is so wrong or so false or so misled or so irrelevant, why are you quickly entering DMs to get stories straight, to set records straight, to tell your side of things? Great, but I'm not spending 
my time in anyone's DMs who I deem insignificant, especially someone who I feel lives in his mother's fucking basement. Bro, this goes this goes beyond the women. It's the men too. I don't. I didn't get that comment, bro. It almost came off like I'm a sexist or uh, I I am. I am disrespectful to uh, to the ladies specifically, and then she puts in a different tweet because she clearly didn't have a, two, a 240 character limit filled in her in her original tweet, and the men too. What, what exactly does that mean? I, I can't criticize pro wrestling with having a platform uh, like I do. You know, AEW is a huge promotion on social media, and everybody is hoping that the company thrives. I am one of the leading forces in the community because of what I say about AEW. I planted my flag, and Jesse's planted his flag in AEW so many countless times when others have bashed it. There is nothing that I've said wrong about AEW or bad about AEW outside of the realm of a fucking Jim Cornette who blasts this shit and the women disparagingly every fucking week, and yet I'm called out for for a match that I don't want to see, and 99% of the community also agreed with me, and the only ones that did not agree with me are the fucking simps that want to get in these women's pants. That was it. What did I say that was wrong? And please tell me where I'm telling lies, because I don't really do that when it comes to the on-screen product. No, no, and I don't, I don't want to hear, oh, well, this was said in the past, and we've seen clips of this in the past. I've said myself personally on this platform, my own, and to anyone who's ever met me, that if you do something and it's wrong, then at some point you need to admit you were wrong, apologize for it, and quit doing it and don't just don't do it anymore. If you can do that, I don't see the point in bringing up the shit that you did back when you did it after you've apologized for it. That's what's called giving people another chance. You can't keep going back to the shit that happened years ago after amends were made, apologies were made, things were corrected, and we've moved on. You can't find anything new. You can't just dig up the shit that you get mad about before. And as far as I'm concerned, if you keep digging up old shit, that, yes, were horrible things, and they've been apologized for, I'm not hearing you because we've moved on from that. A tweet that says, oh, God, no, is not the worst goddamn thing you can find on Twitter about that match. It's not. Bro, so I was why? not. I was, My comment was like fucking a, a Saint Angel comment in that comment section compared to what other people were saying. The only reason why I got picked on is because I got that nice little blue check mark next to my name, and then that kind of opened up the floodgates. And uh, she That's said, it. oh, let me make an example out of this guy, this fucking asshole. That's it. And if you want to do that, you know, the same way as your prerogative to tweet your opinion about the match, it's hers to tweet her opinion about yours. It is your prerogative, you know? So that's what she did. Unfortunately, she stuck her flag in the wrong heel. This, this made no goddamn sense. She could have picked a better spot to get back at you if that's what she wanted to do rather than defending a match with Marina Shafir. It made no sense. If Marina Shafir wanted to come out and say things about this, at least it would make more sense. And plus, she's not the TBS women's champion. She's not the one representing the company, you know, here and there and everywhere you go when you see them publicly. Why are you wasting your time? Especially if it doesn't matter. And if it doesn't matter, why are you guys sitting around the women's locker room talking about them? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why they're talking about me. I, I just want better for the show. Clearly, they only listen to 
the negativity that they think comes from this show Wednesday. This is this is the most positive fucking show. This is they the most do. positive show I do all week. And, and you have a pro- you have a problem with what I do here for your promotion. I mean, I don't want again. I don't want to toot my own horn, but the the amount of praise I give this company, and that's the fucking attitude I get back thrown at me. I mean. I know I'm not going to get an apology from anybody, but I mean, Jesus fucking Christ, what the fuck did I do? I've, I've been nothing but supportive of AEW for, for the duration of three and a half years. I mean, is that how you really what? think of fucking fans watching? Your, that's how you think of me? Because Britt Baker got involved and it, it spawned into completely something different all about her. It, did, it, it completely moved away from fucking Jake Cargill. It was one thing the early in the morning and then it just morphed into something else. And it just took on a life of its own, which I apologize for personally in the DMs. But I do feel it was a calculated attack, like the floodgates were fucking open, and everybody seemed to just want to pile on at the same time because they seen me down and wounded. I'll, I'll, I'll give my flat-out opinion about what I think happened. And it's mine, and if they don't like it, whoever is watching don't like it, they can let me know, and then we can discuss it. But I think this was all initiated by Britt Baker. Probably. I think I think she prompted uh, Jade to reply to you and then gave her the opening to come in and then there come Rebel and then come uh, Parazzo. And I think I, I think it was because Jade had no reason. She had no reason to comment on your comment. None. Yeah. It literally made no sense. It's just it's it's the comment was the, that comment brought her out of character on Twitter. That yes. comment that took her out of fucking character. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's indeed.com slash blue wire sports and support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash blue wire sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed. Yeah, and then she goes, then she goes on in, then she goes on Instagram and Bow Wow's hitting on her and, and then she says whatever she says, you can't afford me, blah, 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 in character. People now got on like her case character. on Instagram and then says, guys, I'm playing a character. Were you playing a character on Sunday morning when you tweeted me? <laughs> I don't, I don't think you were playing a character. I, I think it was a calculated fucking attack, to be quite honest with you, over a, over a pro wrestling opinion. Then I got to get fucking doxxed. My family got doxxed. All this other fucking shit. I got left and right. My DMs and, and, and fucking uh, Twitter wall is absolute AIDS for, for the last uh, 96 hours all over a pro wrestling opinion. And, 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 and these wrestlers, you know, I, I appreciate I never said anywhere that I don't appreciate the fucking form of entertainment that they give. I love this sport. I, I, I've been watching this since I was four years old. I mean, I'm 40 years old. I turned 40 this year. You know, I'm in the business myself. I want to be in the business. This is the reason why I started the podcast. But when, when wrestlers act like the fucking biggest marks over the fans called the, mar- the fans marks, they're the biggest marks for themselves. And it sucks. It's disheartening that it came from AEW, a company that I've 
that I've praised on and on and on and on so many different yes. fucking times. And then I got to get this shit. You know, I, I, I hate hearing the fact, oh, you can't criticize Pearl. Who the fuck are you to tell me I can't criticize anything? I criticize music. I criticize my own sports team that I've been watching since I was fucking wee little, uh, you know, JD back in uh, the, the, the early 90s. Right, I criticize uh, if I go to a restaurant and the fucking chef makes me a, sh- uh, a dish that I didn't like, and, and it was, you know, it, it came out with I ordered a fucking hamburger and it came out with mustard and ketchup on it. I said, hold the mustard and, and the ketchup, and it comes out with, you know, mustard and ketchup. But I can't fucking complain. I got to sit there and eat the fucking hamburger that I didn't order. I mean, give me a fucking break. I don't yeah. really understand this shit. What type of mentality has this community devolved into, bro? Um, let me, let me, let me, let me tell. Um... Let me tell you, 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 you wrestlers something, all right? Shit rolls downhill. Shad Khan gets criticized. Tony Khan gets criticized, okay? Britt Baker gets criticized. Jade Cargill. JD from NY gets criticized. Jesse, the Shottown Smart, gets criticized. We all get criticized if you put yourself out there in the public you are going to get your praise and you're going to get your critics it happens if you don't like what the critics have to say then change whatever it is that the critics are complaining about if you don't care then don't change it but what are you say- what are you saying we're not allowed to give our thoughts about shit that you do when you're a public figure on our public platform is that what you're really fucking saying? What do you want? If it, we don't we don't come here when we say the great things that we said about AEW, we don't come here to say great things about AEW. We come here to tell the fucking truth about what we think about AEW. It just for the most part, for the most of the three years of the existence, it's been great shit because we've loved it. All right. We're not coming here to blow sunshine, and we're not coming here to just to just just fucking dick ride. We enjoyed it. Now, over the last few weeks, have we enjoyed it? Nope. Have we made our, our opinions vocal about that? Yes. And then what happens? This shit happens. This shit happens. You guys start fucking harassing people. You guys start fucking getting in DMs and getting fucking offended that someone who watched you on television didn't like what you did. Give me a fucking break. Grow up, learn how to be a fucking celebrity, and leave people the fuck alone unless they did something to attack you individually and personally, all right? Aaron Boone managed the Yankees to a fucking 100-win season, bro, and got swept by the Houston Astros in the ALCS. Four zip, they got swept. Did you see Aaron Boone go on fucking social media, blasting fucking fans, telling fans, fuck off, you're not a baseball player, you're not a manager, what, what do you know? I mean, are, are, you, are, you, are you serious? This this entire situation got blown out of proportion because I said, please, for the love of God, no, about a match I knew was going to be a disaster. I ended up being right. And now you both look like, and the entire women's locker room, Tay Conti and Deanna Perrazzo and all these other women, you all look like a bunch of fools. Let me do my job and be a critic, okay? Not every movie that comes out in the movie theaters is going to be a fucking uh, Academy Award-winning film. There's fucking shit movies that bomb, and there's fucking great movies that get one-star ratings and still win an Academy Award. But there are critics for everything that is out there, no matter what it is. Music, food, sports, wrestling, you know, anime. It it doesn't matter. 
It doesn't matter. But I got fucking, I got reamed, and everybody wanted to jump on my fucking back because I was in a weakened state because your favorites, oh, look, JD's an asshole. He deserves it. Yeah, I deserve it. I deserve to get doxxed. I deserve to have my uh, opinion silenced. I deserve to be canceled because I don't want to see a particular wrestling match. That's the type of community that you're building for AEW. That's the type of atmosphere in the locker room you want for the women in AEW. I don't believe that. I don't believe that whatsoever. That's ridiculous. I, 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 love, the, I love the people that when you say, oh, well, Marina Shafir can't wrestle. Like, oh, well, she's a better wrestler than you. Or she, could, she can kick your ass. And like, no what shit. What do you know about wrestling? You never even did a body slam. Let me tell you something. No shit. Jade, Jade, never... Bro, Jade said I couldn't do a pull-up. So now, not only am I a sexist, not only am I discriminatory towards the men, not only do I live in my mother's basement, not only am I poor, I can't do a pull-up because I'm a fat slob. That's exactly what they think of the wrestling fans. That's exactly what what you think of wrestling fans. And that's okay. That is. That's okay. I got legions. I got 3,500 fucking people in here. I'm number one for a fucking reason because I don't bullshit and sugarcoat. Jesse can, Jesse can attest to that. I have, I've said shit that have, that's gone uh, over people's heads. Oh, my God. I don't believe he said that. But, you know, at the end of the day, we do what we do here because it's love. We love what happens on television. I, mm-hmm. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't, I don't, I don't understand it. I don't. You know, so I've, I've, never, I've never in my life, I've never made a movie before. I've never written a screenplay. I've never submitted it to a movie studio to get it greenlit to hire a cast to go out and make the movie. I've never had a movie produced. I've never made a movie. I know what a bad movie is when I see one. All right? Yes. I don't need a film degree and experience in making movies to know what a shitty movie is. And I bet you anyone who's ever said this shit before has also watched a movie and said, this movie sucks. I bet you Jade Cargiller said, this movie sucks. Well, Jade, if you've never made a movie before, all right, then how can you sit there and say that the movie sucks? Because that's what you're saying. Oh, if you can't wrestle, how can you have an opinion about it? I've never wrestled a match in my life. I know what a shitty match is. I don't need to go to wrestling school to know what a terrible fucking wrestler looks like. All right, so you guys need to be a little bit more creative with your insults. And if you're going to spend time fixing your creative, then start with your gimmicks on fucking TV. Seems like I brought together uh, the women's locker room better than Tony Khan did, bro. Right. <laughs> right. At least they're fucking working in harmony together. Oh, man. I got Jade Cargill wanting to fucking kick Marisha Fierce's face in, and then she wants to fucking defend her on social media because I don't want to see their match. The fuck Are you kidding me? What's what is, her record? What's her record now, bro? 40, 41 and zero? I don't even pay attention when she's 41 and zero. Dark, I'm gonna make a shirt. 41 and one. Clearly, she took an L on this one. Jesus. Now the match. What is the what is the director of business development? I don't know, but that's Jeff Jarrett, apparently, right? We'll we'll get there. Um, just based off what Jesse said, I want to read Osaki. I want to read what Osaki said in his first bomb of the night, 200 dollars super chat. Whoever's listening in AEW, and Osaki, by the way, if I, I know I know people in AEW are watching Creative this writer. He's a creative writer, Osaki. He is a VIP here on the channel, okay? And this is aimed towards everybody in AEW, especially the ladies who wanted to jump on my fucking back and attack wrongfully. 
This is Osakwe saying this, and I quote, whoever's listening in the AEW locker room, as a TV writer, I get it. Criticism sucks. Putting yourself out there, you're vulnerable, but JD and Jesse aren't the enemy. And criticism is good. Humble yourselves. Take the criticism. Do better. Tonight wasn't better. So take the L. Take the criticism and grow. Boom. That's a fan right there. That's a fan telling you that. I don't know why we need fucking fans on my end to tell fucking logical statements to the AW women's locker room, yet they want to act all high and mighty. Let's get the fuck out of here, dude. Now the match. I mean... I don't, I mean, tell me when I'm telling lies. I mean, I didn't say any, I didn't go through, I didn't fucking fight the war myself here, uh, you know, because I wanted clicks and views and I wanted fucking clout from Jade Cargo. I don't need clout from anybody in AEW. I'm doing fine by myself, man. I don't beg for interviews. I don't suck dick for interviews. I don't rub elbows with fucking P- PR and HR. I don't, I don't do none of that shit, okay? The match. Jesse, what'd you think of the match? It seemed like they did everything to avoid having a match. Why? Because I was right at the end of the day. And Tony Khan more than likely knew I was right. Why the fuck was the match made in the first place? I don't know. I'll tell you what I enjoyed about the match. Nyla Rose and Vicky Guerrero. Well, let's scale it. Nyla Rose, that's it. Love the... Hey, hey, hey. Whoa, whoa. whoa. Nyla Rose, that's it. And Nyla Rose... Nyla Rose was eating oh she ch- chips popcorn out there <laughs> dancing around with the TBS herself, title man. which uh, I'll, I'll address that in a second uh, I mean if this is the best they got for the TBS title man Jesus fucking Christ you might as well uh, turn it into the twenty four seven title at this point yeah yeah but this is the most interesting thing what 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 is Jade forty something this is the most interesting thing they they done with that title and it's not even a match which doesn't speak well of Jade's title run. No. So, so the, they, they had a match. But, but, you, oh, listen, we're going we're to break it down. You know, one positive, one positive about the match was Nyla Rose. The, Nyla the, Rose. Other, the other positive of, uh, of the match was that they actually gave Marie Shafir theme music. No more violins, man. No more, no more violins out there, you know? The violins were putting people to sleep. They actually added an upbeat tempo to their theme song. I don't know if you picked that up. Um, Lee Johnson came back. On dark on Monday. Really? Yeah, I didn't get oh, the cover. Oh, Lee Johnson's my boy. Yeah, I didn't get the cover. It was Halloween. I was busy with my kids. But how about we get Mikey Ruckus to come up with some fantastic theme music for Lee Johnson and not waste his time on Marina fucking Shafir? Well, Jesse's not really holding back what he feels about uh, Marina's new theme music. Shout out to Mikey Ruckus, man. He's a very talented man. Uh, yes, they did a, basically everything. You know, it, it was funny. I had people in my DMs, bro, that uh, will remain anonymous telling me, bro, are they really promoting the fucking shit out of this match? Like 14 or 15 different graphics on Twitter to really prove a goddamn YouTuber wrong? Really? I mean, I never seen hype for a match that, w- that was not even supposed to happen to begin with. The most mid-match that you could possibly ever conceive uh, on a Dynamite show, got more promotion than Chris Jericho and John Moxley on the same show. Why? Why, why is that? Well, well a billion-dollar company led by Tony Khan trying to prove little old JD wrong. 
Nobody's going to tell me that was done by, oh, yeah, they do they do this all the time. You give me a fucking break. They do it all the time. They knew the reaction that this shit got, thanks to me. I was more of, of an exciting aspect to this match than all the fucking competitors in the goddamn ring tonight. They started putting, like, tweets on the screen and shit. Like, are they going to put are they gonna put JD's tweet up there? No, they I put Bow Wow's tweet up there. I thought they were going to put yours up there for a minute. Listen, bring me on in, man. Let's make fucking money out of it. No, I'm kidding. I don't know. Listen, they, they did everything they did everything to avoid having a match because they knew exactly what it was going to end up like, and it was going to bomb. So they came out there. They, they, there was not one wrestling move in this match. There was maybe an arm bar, and that was it. And then uh, Jaded, which is Jade's finishing move. One, two, three. It literally, literally lasted, I believe someone t- timed it, two minutes and 14 seconds. That's, that's, that's what you were hyping the shit out of for days on social media. And they sent Nyla Rose out there to commentate on the stage with a live mic for about 90 seconds of it. Best Eating part. fucking popcorn. Best so what part. does that tell you, Jesse? Nyla Rose is over. Yes. Quick, we need somebody out there who can keep the crowd interested. Nyla, Vicky, go. I mean, am I, am I going to get blasted now for saying that Jade's title run has been mid? Right. Has anything memorable happened during Jade's title run? The numerical figure in Jade's title run is more over than Jade Cargill. I'm sorry. Nice. You want to make a fucking big deal about 41 and 0. She'd have, she should have lost 20 matches ago. TBS Championship match happening tonight. I'd love to know why the fuck it was made. Marina Shafir hasn't made one appearance on Dynamite. Where the fuck she been for the last couple of months? On Dark? AEW got rid of their rankings. Why is she on my television? Because she's with Nyla Rose and she's got to go through Marina and then Nyla? I'm sorry. I don't want to see either one of these matches. Let alone Marina Shafir. That's the fucking logic I got from the geeks. Oh, well, she's with Nyla. I don't give a fuck. Do better. Write better. She's such a big superstar. She's such a moneymaker for Tony Khan, right? The future of the division. If this is what is to come with the women's championship, you can fucking keep it. I, I, I love this shit. I've, I've said it here. I've said it on You want criticism, channel. Jesse? You want, I, yeah, this is, this is on, the criticism. Tough love now. I've, I've said it here. I've said it on my channel. I mean, we bicker back and forth. Because we are bros, but you fuck with my guy, man, and you got a problem with me too. Fuck you guys, dude. I'm tired of. I mean, I mean, learn to appreciate your fans. Learn to ignore the ones that you just don't like. If you don't like what we got to say, fucking ignore us. All right. Sitting around the locker room and talking shit about him to each other is fucking childish and petty, and that's not what you get paid to do. He gets paid to talk about you. Do you get paid to talk about him? Think about that shit for a minute. Bro, what I do and what I say has absolutely no bearing on how much money Jade Cargill and Marie Shafir make at the end of the night as Tony Khan's handing them their fucking paycheck. None. Yet I was fucking criticized for having a fucking pro wrestling opinion. Meanwhile, Jade Cargill probably went out to fucking dinner in Baltimore the night before and criticized something. Oh, there was too much ice in my drink. Oh, they didn't give me a lime when I asked for an orange. (laughs) He fucking it's your, I, I don't believe this shit. I'm sorry. 
Would you like me to not cover pro wrestling? Is that the fucking thing? Is that what everybody wants? Tough shit. I'm great at what I do. I love what I do. I'm glad I get to do this with Jesse every Wednesday. It's my favorite fucking review of the week. Love it. Pardon me. Two minutes. Two minutes. And you proved me right. Now I get to fucking rub it in and gloat for the rest of the week. Which exactly is exactly what I'm going to do. Get over it? No. They messed up. I was fucked with wrongfully. Now I get to stand on my mountain and I get to fucking do what I do because I knew I was right from day one. And 98% of their fucking fan base said, no, 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 JD needs to be canceled. Now I'm going to fuck with everybody. Petty, yes, childish probably to you, not to me. I'm a fucking New Yorker. I'm I'm born and raised in the Bronx, man. You want to fuck with me? I'm going to rub it in three times as worse. Pick and choose your battles. Ladies, when this company started, when AEW started and Britt Baker came in and she was basically deemed the face of the women's division and then we've seen her work, I shit all over it. I shit all over it. Why? Because it was terrible. Because it was terrible. And then she spent the next, I think it was like seven to eight months or so, a good year or so, where she was clearly, clearly working on her in-ring work, her promo work. She turned heel and she hit her stride and she has been tenfold better. And I've been on here along with this guy praising everything that and, she has and, done. And just to add a little asterisk next to what Jesse said, this is when the reports came out that she was training with Brian Danielson. We were both like, yes! If there's yep. anybody there that you need to fucking learn from, it's him! She's taking initiative. That's excellent. I can't wait to see what comes out of that. No, no, that was Jay. That was Jay training with. Yes. Well, who, who did you met? Who did you say? I was talking about um, Britt Baker. Oh, oh, okay. When the company started, when the company started, and she was here, and they labeled her as, you know, the face of the women's division. Yes. You know, but uh, she was terrible in the ring, and I, I, I kept saying she was terrible. We had a couple of, you know, listeners and viewers who was like, "No, she's not that bad. Like, she's bad, man." But she overhauled everything, changed everything, improved everything, her mic work, and everything else. She started incorporating some of Adam Cole's moves. I thought that was a fantastic idea. Fantastic. And now to where she is now, she is way, way better than what she was when she started. And we've done nothing but put her in-ring work over at every step and turn. Yes, it did get a little bit stale when it seemed like she was being booked like the Charlotte Flair of the women's division here. And I've literally said that. But the point is, when it's bad, we call it bad. When it's great, we call it great. No one ever clips the shit where we say, well, man, Britt Baker has fucking improved. Nobody. She's great. She's fantastic. She's hitting her stride. This is fantastic, bro. You know? But then, oh, man, I didn't like this, or this was a bad match. See, look at this. Send this to her quickly. You know, like, bro, listen to the whole show. Don't just take a clip or an excerpt or a tweet and just sit there and say this guy's sexist or racist. Chill the fuck out, guys. Please. And that's basically that's basically it. I mean, I don't I don't I don't really have anything else to add. I mean, whatever happened was was inexcusable and it was pathetic and it was embarrassing. And they took else as far as I'm concerned. And a lot of people, a lot of people do think that they did as well. You know, criticism is going to be had, and I, I hope that the criticism from this point on 
is listened to and, you know, J.D. is right or Jesse is right. J.D.'s not right about that. I'll admit when I'm not right about something. But, I mean, th- this year has been a, a tip-top year for both of us. We we have been spot on about a lot of things. I've been spot on a lot about a lot of things. I don't say shit because it sounds good or it sounds cool. I, I may have been fed some wrong information every now and then, which I will own up to when the time comes. But outside that, it is what it is. We're working on it. We're working on that. I strive to get better. I am going to continue to get better. I will apply what I've learned from the whole DMD situation, and when stories come out, I will cover all my bases, and I will apply and do what I have to do. And I made a promise to certain people that I would do that. So, and I will do that. I will not be talking about, you know, certain things and, you know, speculation and dirt that uh, is only one-sided. We will cover all of our tracks. So I, I will own up to that. But, I mean, at the end of the day, Criticism was had here. I told you I didn't want to see this match. The majority of the people did not want to see this match. Everybody hyped it up as the biggest fucking thing ever. I knew it was going to bomb, and it bombed. That's it. So, look, forget that shit. We got not, we got to address Jaxo twenty three and his hundred dollar bomb. That is shit. You didn't. You didn't. We didn't. We didn't. You didn't skip us, bro. We saw you. Jackson, Jackson, I didn't skip you, bro. Listen, man, we were we were on a roll, bro. We didn't uh, we didn't skip you, man. Jackson, twenty three with a one hundred dollar bomb. Osikwe has two other bombs, which I'll read as well. I still can't believe they blasted on you like that. It's disgraceful. And Jade looked like a clown since the match was boring, and JD was proven right. She is not getting a pop on TV because of JD. It's probably because you're not getting yourself over. It's the booking too. Yes, it's all in the booking. You know, I'm not the one that you need to take criticism with. I mean, the guy that's signing your fucking paychecks is the one you should be taking criticism with because, as usual, he put you guys on at 9.30. And he gave you two fucking minutes. I'm not the one that you need to be fucking taking a problem with. And this is a recurring thing every week. Sometimes it's 10 minutes. Sometimes it's two minutes. But it's always the 9.30 spot on Dynamite, and you guys get one segment per show. I'm not the one that you should be angry with. You should be angry at TK, not me. Also, he said, he said, Osakwe, I got a, I have a donation to me from Osakwe, and I'm going to read his comment. Um, Osakwe says, you guys did nothing wrong. Everything said tonight is truth. The movie analogy was spot on. I stand with you and JD. No one messes with my guys. $500 donation. Get the fuck out of here. Five. Oh, my goodness. This man is unbelievable. Fucking Osakwe, bro. Unbelievable. Wow. Another round of applause, man. No shit, man. This guy, and he's he's also funding a PlayStation 5 raffle on my channel. Join me to learn details on how to join in. So with that being said, we got it out of our system. We're going to move on now, Okay. I'm glad you guys uh, are in support of us. I'm glad the majority of uh, the ones that are logical are in support of us. And uh, I appreciate you guys very much for all the love and support to Jesse and I tonight. So let's get into the rest of the show. We got Darby Allen and Jay Lethal to open the show with Sanjay Dutt and Satnam Singh. This was uh, a match I was actually looking forward to because I actually enjoyed the first match that they had. And this was a grudge rematch for these two. And it was very good. I mean, Darby is excellent. Jay Lethal is excellent. And uh, I would expect nothing less from these two guys. 
So Allen, he's got his ribs taped. And uh, Lethal hit a release German suplex on the apron. They focused on the ribs. Uh, Allen hit a springboard coffin drop, but the ribs were worked over so much that Lethal uh, regained control. Uh, Allen countered a top rope elbow into a crucifix, which looked great. Avoided a lethal injection into a rear naked choke, which looked even better. That was a nice move there by Darby. Hit an over-the-top stunner. Lethal went to the outside where Allen tried to dive through the ropes, bounced off Singh. This was one of my favorite spots tonight. Darby uh, is in the ring, and Satnam is blocking Jay Lethal, and you know how big Satnam Singh is. He went through the ropes with a suicide dive. It's almost as if legitimately he took a suicide dive into the fucking brick wall. That's yeah, that how, was nice. That, that was really good, and it really showed how fucking massive Satnam Singh is, and that was a great visual on television. Darby legitimately looked like he hit a brick wall and he fell splat on the concrete. They ended up, Bryce Remsburg ended up kicking out Sanjay Dutt and Satnam sitting away from ringside. Sanjay didn't even do anything and Satnam really didn't do anything. He just stood there. Darby was the dummy who went into him, but that was that. So referee kicked both of them out and all of a sudden, someone wearing a sting trench coat and a mask jumped the barricade with a baseball bat Took the bat to the ribs of Darby. Back in the ring, lethal hit, lethal injection for the one, two, three. So this masked man is in the ring. Clearly, it's not Sting. And he was revealed to be Cole Carter, the former two dimes from uh, Tony D over there on NXT and his faction with Stacks. So Cole Carter from the factory to absolutely zero, zero reaction. Now, let me let me get there. Let me get there. (sighs) This is criticism, okay? I know what is good and what is bad. This is, this, and you, you listen, you guys will sleep at night. Don't worry. You're not going to lose sleep over this. This is my opinion. This is Jesse's opinion, all right? Just, just calm down. Tony Khan, TK, listen. This is now twice with Jay Lethal. The first time was a fucking complete disaster with Satin Singh. Who the fuck is this guy? That's the, the lights go out at Satin Singh. Who the fuck is he? I don't, I don't know. Crickets. Fucking sting mask. Baseball bat, trench coat, he reveals himself to be Cole Carter. Who the fuck is Cole? I know who Cole Carter is because I seen him on NXT three months ago. I know who he is. But who the fuck is Cole Carter, Jesse? And why do they continuously make the same mistake over and over again? Why would you put him in that position to be revealed under a mask? It should be somebody of prominence, somebody of note. They take the mask off this guy, bro. You know what we fucking hear? We hear absolutely. Are you serious? It's fundamental mistakes that are being made, and I can't help but criticize. Why would you put him in that position when he was met with absolutely no reaction whatsoever? The crowd was like, who the fuck is this guy? Really? That was a terrible fucking spot. I mean, bro, not even a vignette. Just have him jump the fucking barricade. Something. Who gives a shit? Just, I mean, just uh, nothing. Just don't know. That's it. Nobody knows. So he jumps the barricade. Baseball bat helps Jay Lethal win. And it's Cole Carter. All of a sudden, they're up the aisleway. Jeff Jarrett comes from behind. And in a very awkward spot, because Darby didn't know what the, I, I, I guess he didn't know what was coming or when it was coming. He kind of leaned into it. And uh, Jarrett hit him with the uh, loaded guitar, laid him out, and Jeff Jarrett took the microphone 
And Jeff Jarrett is on AEW Dynamite. Jarrett called. Jarrett is there. And he called the AEW fan base delusional. (laughs) Go figure. After what happened this past weekend, they might as well be delusional. He said his family got into the pro wrestling business in 1946. He said whenever the Jarretts went, wherever the Jarretts went, they made an impact. Ha <laughs> I see. Nobody watches Impact, Jesse. Nobody watches Impact, bro. Um, fans chanted, you still suck. You still suck. He said from day one, his fingerprints, his father's fingerprints, his grandmother's fingerprints have been all over AEW. He closed with, when he's done with this place, there's going to be nothing but full body bags. So AEW fans, you can choke on that. Slap nuts. And then his TNA theme music hit. And that was the end of the segment as Darby just laid on the mat selling the guitar shot from the uh, last outlaw, Jeff Jarrett. Why is Jeff Jarrett here, bro? Why is Jeff? Listen, man. Listen, man. This is going to be more criticism. Going to be more criticism. Don't worry, guys. You're not going to lose sleep over the uh, criticism we're about to give this segment, okay? Jesse, why was Jeff Jarrett here? I have no idea. I have absolutely no idea. Jeff Jarrett is about as welcome here as JBL is welcomed over on fucking SmackDown, man. I I listen. I listen. I would rather see Jeff Jarrett than JBL. I'm not going to put him in that uh, in that boat there. I mean, JBL is just nauseating television. But uh, apparently, Tony Khan confirmed on Twitter that Jeff Jarrett has signed a full time deal with AEW. Jarrett appeared tonight, like I just mentioned. And Jeff Jarrett will be working behind the scenes to help expand the company's live event schedule in 2023. His official title is AEW Director of Business Development. So basically, he's been given the role, Jesse, that Triple H removed him from in WWE. And he goes to TK, and now he's got the same position he held under Vince with Tony Khan in AEW. So Jarrett is going to come up with the live event schedule and expand the live event schedule in 2023. This is a good move from behind the scenes, though. You know, I I like that Tony Khan is removing dishes off of his fucking dinner table, bro. I like the sound of that. The less he has to do, the more he has to focus on all the other things that really matter as far as the on-screen product. But if Jeff Jarrett is going to be involved on-screen creatively, I trust AEW to do that right with their legends. Don't get me wrong. They've treated their legends right, and I think this is going to be no different. But it really it really does poke the fucking uh, the, the, the fans. It, it, it pokes the fans, you know, in, in a wrong way because how many people are we missing off television, bro? Malachi just had a return vignette, right? Where's Miro? Where's Ricky Starks? Where's Andrade? Guys like that, right? Where Where, where is uh, – we seen Powerhouse Hobbs tonight – Where's yeah. Wardlow in the TNT title, bro? But we have enough fucking wherewithal and creative to bring Jeff Jarrett to Dynamite. Meanwhile, how many other fucking people would you rather see on television? We, 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 we did not need Jeff Jarrett on TV. If we would have gotten this tweet just sometime tonight without seeing Jeff Jarrett, I think you would hear nothing but praise coming from the announcement. Nothing but praise. Um, unfortunately, I think anything that you get negative is going to mostly be about why are we seeing Jeff Jarrett on television? I understand that AEW, yes, they have treated their legends very well there. Um, Jeff Jarrett just seems like someone who just kind of has just kind of just, I don't want to say outstayed his welcome, but he just made himself 
just always out there and it's always available. He's always out there in every promotion ever, anywhere you go, man. We've seen it all. We've heard his stick. We get it, man. Just put him in the back and have him do a job for you in the back. He is a great wrestling mind. He can be a brilliant, you know, right hand for you if you need some some advice or some, you know, some counseling or something like that. We don't need Jeff Jarrett on TV. You but, have plenty of talent to give your your precious two hours of live television tonight to other than Jeff Jarrett. Listen, he he looks Jeff Jarrett looks fucking phenomenal. He he yep. looks great. He's he's always been a very good promo. Always. I would even say a great promo. You know, I'm glad that they didn't really embellish uh, on TNA. I, I'm glad that they that they made reference to his his family upbringing and his uh, his family legacy in the in the professional wrestling business. I've been watching WWE since I was four years old. I remember when Double J came in, and I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Back in the early '90s, during the, the new generation of WWF. You know, obviously he went on to run a, a major promotion like like TNA. You know, they had a, a major cable deal, and he, he tried to do what Tony Khan was doing with TNA. And never reached the height of popularity that AEW has reached. But I will say this. If Jeff Jarrett does have that type of experience and Jeff Jarrett has that type of, you know, in and what not to do, what to do, how you would do things differently. If you could give any guidance to Tony Khan and, and the reason why he was brought in to not only run the, you know, the, the live event schedule, but also maybe, you know, mold TK into doing what he did or actually not do what he did. I think that's a good move. They could yeah. definitely they could definitely learn from each other from this because Jeff Jarrett was in a position that he was basically the Tony Khan of TNA, and if there's a learning experience here, I think it's a, bit, a good pickup. It is, it is, and name, names like that being signed and in the back and and helping, um, helping TK do things that we know he has no experience experience in, is actually good news to hear. I'm glad yeah. that we got people back there like, uh, Jarrett, like like um. Dustin Rhodes, you know, I mean, these are these are the veterans that he needs. These are the veterans that he needs back there. To, I mean, Mark Henry, you know, Paul White. These are these are guys with the experience who just can't do it physically, but you have plenty of people that can do the do it physically in the ring. They can get the guidance of these veterans. We need we need people like Jeff Jarrett, not on TV. No, hopefully this is minimal at best, but. Uh... Again, I'll let it. I'll let it play out. I hate using that terminology. I, I will let it play out. I don't know why he's here. Obviously, we know why he's in AEW. I don't know what he's doing with Jay Lethal and Camp on AEW television, but I, I don't hate it. If it doesn't overstay its welcome, I, I will not criticize it. So we'll see what happens with that. But Jeff Jarrett, a good pickup backstage in, in the in the uh, role that he's going to be playing is a good pickup for Tony Khan. John Moxley. And Lee Moriarty, this was the next match. Lee Moriarty is part of the firm. He's out there with Stokely Hathaway. Uh, two things here. There was a distraction, a big distraction at that. It wasn't no small distraction. Uh, somebody was seen walking with an entourage on the hard cam to a seat uh, there in Baltimore for Dynamite. It was actually Lamar Jackson of the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, and fans were chanting MVP, MVP. So we took a seat there uh, and watched this match. So, that guy's a killer, man. So that's what that's what that was. Uh, Taz actually mentioned it on commentary. So he walked to his seats with his entourage, and uh, the crowd was actually taken out of a, a decent portion of this match because of him being right front and center there at ringside. 
Ethan Page was on commentary for this match uh, with Moxley and Moriarty. There was a big sign in the crowd that said, and I quote, uh, more AEW, less Ring of Honor. Oh, God, please. And I, and I can't, I can't stress this enough. I don't know what the fuck we're doing, okay? And, and I will harp on that a little bit later because this was not the only Ring of Honor match on the show because uh, Lee Moriarty, I, I, me, to me anyway, he's more Ring of Honor than he is AEW. Um, I... I don't understand why we need Jesse. And, and listen, I love Moxley to death. I, I think John Moxley, I've said this countless times, as you as you did, MVP, the ace of AEW, no doubt about it. If there's a second in line, it's Jericho. I don't know why we need the world champion. And I get that. MJF has got the firm. I, I understand it, but they kicked him out, right? They beat him up last week. Yet we got Moxley now going through the firm. Why do we need Moxley wrestling every week as the world champion, bro? And not only wrestling, but in championship eliminator matches, what has Lee Moriarty done to even, I would say, deserve a match for the world title? Never mind a match with John Moxley. What has he done to earn a shot at a world championship match? Why, why was this match made? I'm trying, man. Here's, here's, here's what I got for you. We know what kind of pro wrestler John Moxley is. We know what kind of we know what kind of human being Jonathan Good is. So if you were to tell him that we're gonna make you world champion, all right, but we want you to wrestle less so that we can, you know, make you more prominent and more special, and more important, I could see him saying no. I could even, I could see him saying fuck no. I know I want to wrestle. All right. I don't want to be one of those only do pay-per-view. I mean, this is me guessing at it. I could be wrong. He might say, shit, I only got to wrestle once every couple of months. I'm with that. But if I had to guess at it, it's like, no, I don't want to be one of those champions that wrestles once in the fucking blue moon. I want to be in the ring. Fine. So you got to put him in matches. You got to give him something. You got to give his character something to, to sink his teeth into rather than just championship eliminator match. Why this, is he in the ring? This this did nothing to enhance or further what came out of last week's show and the beatdown from the firm on both Moxley and MJF. Again, criticisms, folks, okay? There's a reason why I am very good at what I do. It's because I take my knowledge of what I've watched over 30 years and I apply. Same thing with Jesse, okay? Yep. When you watch a wrestling match... Who are these guys? We know Moxley is the AEW world champion. We know why he's there. We know what his value is to the company. Who the fuck is Lee Moriarty? Lee Moriarty's a nobody. Why is he in this match? So who are these wrestlers? Number one, okay? That's the first question you should think about when you're booking a match. Who are these wrestlers? Who are they fighting? Right? Why is this match made? Why is Lee Moriarty fighting John Moxley? Why is John Moxley fighting Lee Moriarty? We got no fucking explanation and no reason. And the most important fucking thing is when booking a match and making a match for a live television show three weeks before a fucking pay-per-view, why should I care? Did you now, care about this? Did, this? did you care about this match, Jesse? No, we're going to pause this for a second because I believe, and I've been covering Lee Moriarty on Dark religiously every week. And he's very good. He's very good. Very good. He's very fucking good. No personality, but he's very Moriarty good. Moriarty is the kind of pro wrestler that you want to put John Moxley in the ring with to help up Moriarty's stock. That's what you want to do. This is these are the kind of matches we do want to see. But it is your job, creative, 
to make it a match that the fans want to see and not just make it a match. You have to make it interesting. You have to make us want to see that match. And that match, because it's John Moxley and he's the world champion, should be in the main event of your show. If John Moxley is wrestling, he's in the main event. I don't care if it's a title match or not. He is your top guy. Treat him as such. Which gets me to my Ring of Honor point. I love Samoa Joe dearly. Okay? I think Brian Cage is excellent. Mm -hmm. I don't want to see the Ring of Honor TV championship in the main event while John Moxley's on the show wrestling holding the AEW world title. It is not a good look. There is no way on any planet, if I'm running a wrestling promotion, that John Moxley is on the fucking first hour of the show at the 8.30 time slot, and Samoa Joe and Brian Cage for a useless title is getting the main event. Are you serious? Nope. That is blatant disrespect to John Moxley. It might not be because Tony Khan loves John Moxley and vice versa, but that is Tony Khan and AEW disrespecting the world title. And what is the story the with MJF? Yes, and the fans. What, where's the story with MJF? What is the story? He's the devil, I, right? Where's the story going? What is the story now? Taking what happened tonight, what is the story going into next week that we didn't get last week? It's almost as if you missed a week of television and you said, fuck it, the World Series on. We don't really need to tell the story. It's all in MJF and people are going to watch MJF and John Moxley and pay for the match anyway. Real? Are you that confident? Because that's not what the old AEW would have done. The old AEW would have given you rich story weeks after weeks after weeks of television to give you a title match that is fucking bursting at the seams, ready to fucking explode, and your excitement is a part of that. I don't get that with this match, Jesse. The only reason why I'm excited about this match is because the potential of MJF winning the world title. Yep. That's it. Yep. I mean, they are not doing anything yet to get us pumped for that match. And that's a that's a goddamn shame because for all intents and purposes, this should be the most important um, world title match in AEW history. Yeah. It should be because this guy in MJF, who is salt of the fucking earth, was, is on a warpath to become the head of the fucking company. And no one wants that. That should be one of the stories, but it's not. Right now, we don't know what we think of MJF. Some are saying he's babyface. Some are saying we're getting worked. Some are saying he's tweener. The, the inconsistency is not good. All right. The 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 uh just the indifference is not good. I mean, going into this match, we need to know where we stand with this guy. Are we fully on board with hating him, or is he a babyface, which is a bad idea? This is a bad idea. At this point in time, MJF should be fucking waist deep into insulting Renee, Moxley, and anybody else he can get his hands on to shake him up before that match. And what is the deal with this Eliminator? Like, I get the Eliminator tournament happens every year. It's been a thing uh, the last two years for AEW for uh, full gear. We're going to get an Eliminator tournament final at the pay-per-view. We don't know who's going to be in the tournament. Apparently, Tony Khan's going to announce more people on Friday's Rampage. But we just got done. How many tournaments has AEW had this year? Can somebody look that up for me? How many tournaments has AEW had this year? We just got done with a fucking Grand Slam cha World Championship fucking tournament. Uh, culminating at Grand Slam. And now we're getting ready for another tournament to happen on AEW. What is it? I mean, I don't get WWE loves their fucking battle royals. And they love their uh, their uh, no DQ matches. Or whatever the fuck they do. Uh, Tony Khan loves his tournament. I love a good tournament. But Jesus fucking Christ. 
You're going to turn me off to tournaments now. Well, yeah, you said you love your tournaments. I don't want to see six of them per year. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. I don't get it. John Moxley beat, uh, what's his name? Um, Moriarty. Moriarty. He beat Moriarty. Um, it was uh, after the match that Page, Ethan Page, that is, not Adam Page, not Diamond Dallas Page, Ethan Page hit the ring, laid out Moxley post-match, and that was basically it. Nothing. No mention of MJF outside of William Regal, you know, promo with Tony Schiavone. That's it. No mention of MJF's whereabouts or how, how he's feeling this week. Nothing. Nothing. Renee. Renee Paquette, Tony Khan actually did say that Renee has taken AEW, Jesse, to the next level. Do you feel that is the case? No. He said that today. That fucking Renee makes no Paquette sense. has taken AEW to the next level, says Tony Khan. That makes no sense. And, and, and for anyone who does not know and did not hear us before, we praise the acquisition of Renee Paquette. Best fucking move he could have made for that spot. Fantastic. Love it. Great. He, he was on Busted Open, he said this. He said, and I quote, I totally agree. I, th- I think that's the case. Since she came in at Toronto three weeks ago, I think it's been outstanding. I totally agree with you that these last three weeks that Renee has really helped take the show to another level. We've seen a lot of great segments, both live interviews and interviews backstage. Tonight in particular, I'm really excited for a sit-down interview with Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, and Soraya. And they are both going to talk to Renee, or at least one did tonight, which we'll get to in a little bit. But uh, to the next level, I don't think that uh, is really an accurate statement. Has she made the television show better and has the show flowed better with Renee? Absolutely. Renee Renee Paquette is a fantastic compliment to so many of the, of the, of the different stars back there. There's so many of the different talents back there. She's a fantastic compliment. She's going to make interviews better she's gonna make segments better she's gonna make things better here and there you know she's gonna keep the show flowing in an entertaining manner i wouldn't say next level you know but i mean i think i think he's once again overselling it and you know he's kind of throwing her under the bus people say she's not all of that i mean people shouldn't be saying that because she is fantastic at what she does she's fantastic but no backstage broadcaster is going to take your show to the next goddamn level no not even, uh, maybe, I don't want to, maybe Mean Gene, maybe, maybe. Uh, mean Gene was Mean Gene, man. So Mean Gene was one of a kind, bro. Yep. Um, Renee, speaking of Renee, she interviewed uh, Soraya alone, no Britt Baker. She no-showed. She said Baker only cares about herself. She touted her history in rapid-fire fashion, one after the other. She was going after uh, a bunch of different stats there with Renee. Renee then asked Soraya why she came to AEW. Soraya said she saw AEW when it launched and it was the Rebel Company and was so cool. She wanted to be there and all the amazing faces that she saw, she wanted to be a part of it. She said the division could really use help getting built up more, Soraya said. So there's a criticism, bro. Soraya's criticizing the AEW Women's Division live on air, bro. Look at that. The division could be built up better. Oh, my God. And oh, what I said was terrible, bro. Oh. You better watch out, man. Jade could be lurking. Jade's going to cancel Soraya. Yep. You better watch it. The division could be built up better, but it is already fantastic. Renee asked about her medical status. Let's address the elephant in the room. She said five years ago she was injured in the ring and ended up with spinal stenosis. 
Soraya took a little bit to answer. She says, you know what? I will address that next week because there's one more doctor I want to consult on this, end quote. So they're basically giving you Britt Baker versus Soraya at full gear is what we're going for. And um, Jesse is not enthused about that match whatsoever. Um, and who the doctor is, I have no idea. Bro, is uh, the doctor going to be someone of note? Or are they just stalling because they don't really have uh, solid, concrete confirmation that she's cleared yet? Um, I, I think you missed that. I think Britt Baker is the doctor. Britt Baker is the doctor? Yes. What does she need to consult on Britt Baker for? She's going to kick her ass. Oh, oh man, listen, man, you shattered my hopes, man. I was hoping for Isaac Yankum. Sorry, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was hoping bro. for the other dentist, bro. Nip. I think I think she was just, you know, being funny, I guess. I don't know. Oh. Oh, well, it went over my head. Yeah. Just... Listen, man, are you excited no. about this match? Listen, you know, um, I, again, I, I don't want to sit here and, and, and particularly say anything out of line, but do you find it funny that Soraya, uh, and Soraya is a notable female, obviously one of the leaders of the women's revolution, right? Uh, this is just an observation. Don't fucking crucify me at the fucking cross, please. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Uh, bro, do, do, you, do, do you find it, do you find it funny how of all the people in the company, right? Soraya comes in and feuds with first, it's Britt Baker. Is that, is, that, is, that, is that coincidence? Okay, maybe uh, I'm, I'm trying to look for the bright spots in this. No, I was going to say maybe she's the safest worker they have because they want to be careful with Serena. No, I would have put her in the ring with Serena Deep. So, I don't know. But Serena Deep is not going to make money with Serena. Nope. Rip Baker is going to make money with Serena. Yep. Whose fault is thinking, that? If, who's, I'm think, if I'm thinking Soraya's safety, I'm putting in the ring with first, first and foremost, Serena Deep. No one else. Okay. Which leads me into my next line of questioning. If, and this is no disrespect to Britt, I hope the match is great. Okay. If Soraya and Britt is the first match you're going to go out there and venture and do, and you could take that any way you want, what, what does that actually say about the women's division? After Britt Baker. It means to me that AEW has failed to create new stars captivating enough to the point where this division, three years now, three years since their inception, Jesse, is still realistically Britt Baker's. And that's not a good look. And this well, is why, you know, nobody's criticizing Britt's you know, in-ring ability. Nobody's criticizing Britt on anything else. It's the simple fact that AEW has failed to create new stars because honestly, the way I look at it, bro, is after Britt, who the fuck else is there? I would be if if I'm if I'm Britney, man, I would be a little bit more careful about claiming to be the face and the head of this women's division when the division sucks. It sucks, man. And we don't mean that in a way as far as talent. Creatively, it's no, it, it, cre need, I mean, it, it needs a fucking... Well, what did Issa say in the chat? I love the word that she used. Issa in the chat, my NYC demon diva, she says, bro, it needs an exorcism. I can't really disagree with that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that... The, I mean, It needs whatever's it in, in The Undertaker's urn, bro, back in the 1990s. So, That's what it needs. 
make I mean I think I think there's I think there's snowflakey back there, man. They're not they're not very oozy in the AEW women's locker room, so we have to sugarcoat it. The talent is fantastic. All right. We just need more creative. We need more time. We need more, we need more, more effort put into the women's division. We need other women to be elevated to move up the ladder to make it to a level of Britt Baker in the division. Because right now, if you say that Britt Baker is the top of your division, she's not even the champion. She's not even one of your two champions, but she's the best you got. Who is being elevated? Who's being elevated with you in charge, with you at the head? Who is being moved up the ladder with you? Where's your joker? Nobody. Batman needs a joker. Well, Thunder Rose is the joke. Uh, Thunder Rose is the, the Batman, and she's the Joker, Brittany, or Britt Baker. Well, she's spent a lot of time trying to bury her, so, I mean. That goes both ways, though. It does, but you can't, you, you can't prove yourself to be better if, if you're constantly putting your opponent down. If you want to tell me that this that this person is a, a terrible wrestler, and she sucks, and she's this, if Thunder Rose is you, that, and she's this, okay. You... You, bro, then, you just, you just, you, you, you've beaten nobody, bro. You just solved the fucking problem. There, there is no other Batman. There's no Batman. No. Batman. We need, we need a Superman, bro. We need, uh, we need an Iron Man. We need, we need, we need fucking superheroes on this, on this roster to go against Britney's Joker. Britney yeah. could play a great Joker, bro. She's the fucking Heath Ledger of that division. If she's got nobody in that division to feud with outside Batman, who's the Commissioner Gordon of this motherfucker? I was, I mean, I, I, who, 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 I, we almost had one, man. We almost had one with Chris Statlander. She was on the way. She was on the way in that fucking knee injury, man. I think she was so close. She was, she was getting the pops. She was, get, oh my, she was so fucking close, man. Um, I think Jamie Hayter is, 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 a, is a, is a close contender. Um, they got to get her over that hump. She's not quite at the level that Chris Statlander was at as far as her reactions, but she has all of, she's, she, she has the full kit. If they this, if kit. this is Brit's division, bro, right? Who, who else is over to a point where we can say, you know, oh man, Brit is, is doing fantastic in, in, in that role of elevating talent. You know, I mean, look at Jamie. She's done wonders with Jamie Hader without, without Britt Baker, Jamie, Hader, I don't think Jamie Hader is where she is. No. And that that is to me the story I want to see because I want to see Jamie Hader elevated because of the crowd reaction that she's been getting. But outside that, bro, I mean, who how, who else has been elevated? In that is has Ruby Riot, Ruby Soho been elevated? No, not yeah. Chris Statlander could have been, but she's injury prone. Jade is doing her own thing. I'm not really all that pleased with uh, the way Jade's run has been. I think it's been very mid. Uh, outside that, bro, Athena. Where, where's Athena? Uh, Athena should be in a better spot right now. Where, where's um, Athena? Where Where is Serena Deeb? Where is Tony Storm? Was already over before she came in, so Britt had nothing to do with Tony Storm. So yeah. I mean, there, there is nobody else elevated. Who else has she elevated? I mean, I don't know. and I'm like, I'm, I mean, I mean again, you, listen, prove convinced. me wrong. Someone tell me when I'm telling lies. I'm not convinced that 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 Jamie Hader would not have been probably in a better spot than where she is right now without Britt Baker. I'm not, Britt, I mean, she could have, she could have floundered. She could have failed. She could have dropped under Britt Baker. She did not. She flourished and she did get better. I'm not convinced that she would have, she wouldn't have gotten to that spot or even higher without her. Jamie Hayter is just that good. She's going to make anything work. And she's made this, this, this pairing with Britt Baker work. I think she would have made anything work to be honest with you. 
Now, what do you do? I, I, I get that you want to do Jamie Hader and Jade Cargill. I think that's the right decision. But I feel like if we're going to maximize uh, Jamie Hader and Britt Baker, feud it needs to be for the women's championship. Do you have Britt Baker and Jamie Hader feud over the world title? Do you have Jamie Hader beat Tony Storm at full gear? Now, keep in mind, this is still an interim championship. Thunder Rosa is still the AW Women's Champion until she comes yeah. back. I, uh, well, I, as soon as she comes back, I feel like she's losing that title to no matter who it is. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I don't think Tony Storm loses that title till till Thunder Rosa gets back. And I mean, not saying she's gonna lose it to Thunder Rosa, but I don't think anything happens until they get that match. So at the end of this, uh, Jamie Hader is not coming away with that title. How she loses it, I don't know because it's imperative that they keep her strong. It is so damn important that Jamie Hader does not lose clean to Tony Storm. No, she can't lose clean at all. She it is so there I needs hope, to be bro. there needs to be some sort of fuck finish, bro. Maybe Brick gets involved and accidentally does something, you bro. know, and, and costs <laughs> her the victory. I'm glad I'm I'm glad on a night like I'm I hope someone is listening. Let me say it. Jamie Hader cannot lose clean to Tony Storm. For the love of God, you want to wonder why no one else is being elevated? This will be why. She can't win the title, and she can't lose clean. Now, creatively, figure it out. That's asking a lot from these people, bro. It's asking a lot from this division. Yeah, figure it out. Who's booking this shit, man? Tony Conner, Bruce Prichard. I can't fucking tell anyone. Nothing makes sense. Nothing. Anyway, um, yes, that's the match for Full Gear. It could go either way. I agree with Jesse. I don't think uh, Tony Storm loses that title until she beats Thunder Rosa. I think Thunder Rosa is coming back to a fucking loss, no matter how much uh, yeah. heartbreak it's going to be for her. Uh, it's just a failed title run. It's not. It's no. It's nobody's fault. It's the way the fucking division's been creatively handled. That's yeah. it. You know, even yeah. Tony Storm is in the same. What is Tony Storm doing? She feels irrelevant. Yep. I mean, Jesse just said it. Soraya and Britt Baker is the biggest program that you have in the division. It's not for a fucking title. Nope, you have two women's champions, and neither one of them are at the top of your division. I mean, I don't get it. I mean, just by, based on that, it's not a fucking criticism. It's a fucking fact. The world champion should be the top priority, the top storyline, in no matter what you're doing. Yes. Yeah, we got an all-feud with Soraya and Britt Baker, the number one feud in, in the women's division. Why? What is that going to do for anybody? Is Soraya going to lose her first match back in five years? Yeah, some A elevation of the fucking division. AEW and the hierarchy of your titles need to take some priority. To end this show tonight, we should have seen John Moxley closing the show, um, um, Tony Storm, Jay Carghill. The I mean, the, I mean, geez, the acclaimed. One of your title holders should be closing your shows as the champion to be beat the champion that's leading up a, a major storyline. This ROH shit is bringing shit down. Moxley, who can lead any company on the planet, is being thrown somewhere in the middle of your show. Bro, what's important here? Not saying we want to see Jay Cargill and Marina Shafir to close the show, but Jesus Christ, they should be, Jay Cargill should be in a feud that makes us say, well, I want to see what happens with this women's title match with Jay Cargill or Tony Storm? Oh, look, the tag team champions, the acclaim are in the final. I'm sorry, bro. Samoa Joe and Brian Cage. No. 
What happens when you have fucking 78 titles on your goddamn television show? I don't know which is which. Look, I was watching the AEW house show instead of Dynamite tonight. Now, look at this. Didn't you make a comment about how, I think I think you said, uh, someone in WWE, the women, shouldn't be closing the show or something like that? And everybody called you sexist, and now we're sitting yeah. there saying that Joe and Cage should not be closing the show? No one's going to clip that and say, well, he doesn't want the men. No, I said, no, I said uh, Alexa Bliss, and who, who was she wrestling? Um, oh, She uh, was wrestling, uh, who, Bailey? It might have been Bailey or EO. Close the show. I don't know. One or the other. Who fucking gives a shit? Uh, yeah. the, 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 in, in a non-title situation. Yeah. Alexa Bliss is in your main event of Monday Night Raw several weeks ago. I said, this is not a main event match for fucking Monday Night Raw. It should be your top program. That is not the top program right now. Alexa you, Bliss? Give me a break. Sexist. Yep. So now, I said the same thing about Samoa Joe and Brian Cage. They should not be in the main event. They are two males holding a Ring of Honor TV title. Uh, am I now discriminatory against the men? Am I sexist against the men now? Nope. That'll, that'll fly through. No one will ever clip that one. Sorry that Joe doesn't have blonde hair and a big ass. I'm sorry. Well, maybe. Well, I don't know. Yeah, Depends on who you talk to. I don't know. I mean, give me a break. Yes. Championships should be, you know, notable championships should be the close of the show. Moving on. It needs help. That's all we know. And I think a lot of people of us, a lot of people in this chat agree. The acclaimed, speaking of the tag team champions, we got... Daddy asked his birthday party. So, Billy Gunn had a birthday party out there. He's got his hands taped up. Fans are chanting, scissor me, go scissor me, daddy, the whole thing. Bowen says it's been a tough week for them because Sneaky Swerve did some damage to Gunn's fingers, preventing him from scissoring. There was a table in the ring with gifts and a black cloth over several items. So, the first gifts were uh, scissor hands, foam scissor hands, like you would see at a sporting event. They got now foam scissor hands for the, for the acclaimed. So he can scissor even with his hands taped. So they give them to Gunn, puts them on his hands, they scissor. Excalibur cheaply plugged AEWshop.com. Caster said, now AEW stands for Acclaimed every Wednesday. Bowen's yelled, everybody loves the Acclaimed. Everybody loves Daddy S. So Max Caster did this uh, campaign on Twitter. Best sign brought to Dynamites in regards to the Acclaimed and Daddy S's birthday party. He will personally pick from the crowd and make it a spotlight in the segment, which he did. Nice little moment, little girl with her father. Had uh, this cardboard scissor uh, glittered up, and it looked like a big uh, acclaimed scissor. He took that from her, brought it into the ring, put it over Daddy ass. It was a great, a great uh, segment there. Then they the, the, the segment the segment felt a little it felt a little flat as they were you know getting into the moment of what they were gonna do. But I, I honestly feel like if this is something that they continue to push and try to get over and did it every week. I think it'll become like one of the most exciting moments in AEW where they, because then the fans will, well, I want, I want my fucking sign or, you know, thing taken by Max Caster. It could be a whole fucking thing. You know what I'm saying? They, I could see the crowd just popping huge when he goes into that spiel. I'm going to get a sign tonight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But for right now, we're just kind of like, what's, what's going on here? Kind of quiet. And I, I, they continue this. I think this will be over as fuck one day. I, I can see that. So there was a trophy there. Um, Gunn was satisfied. Uh, Bowen says, we're not done yet. In 2006, he was voted part of the worst work gimmick of all time or segment of all time. They revealed a world's greatest dad trophy, but it had uh, the D-Y that spells daddy um, kind of scribbled in with marker. So uh, fans were chanting daddy ass. Bowen says he had more planned, including special guests from Gunn's past 
because that two canceled at the last minute and the rest were upset that he didn't go to their reunion. So clearly a shot at the Monday Night Raw reunion there, which uh, Tony Khan did not allow Billy Gunn to go to for obvious reasons. Gunn crotch chopped and kind of made fun of the uh, mention there. Bowen said, most importantly, over the last couple of months, he's been a mentor and a father figure to them. Bowen's then presented a certificate of adoption. He said his and Caster's names are on it, so they just need Gunn to sign it. Gunn said, I get to be your daddy? Question mark. And then Austin and Colton Gunn, the Billy's actual sons, walked out, said, hold on. Uh, we didn't get any invites to this birthday party. We're your sons. They're not. You know, we got you a gift anyway. And Marcy, W. Marcy, came up from behind and hit all of them uh, and took all three of them out. Uh, Marcy and the guns attacked the acclaimed gun, and FTR made the save. Guns and Marcy left. FTR presented the acclaimed with their belts, and they looked like they were uh, very eager for a title shot against the current champions. Like you said, Jesse, I felt like this segment fell flat, and um, it looks like we're getting the gun club or the ass boys involved in the tag team title hunt possibly uh, against the acclaimed at some point. Probably. I wonder how they, I mean, I wonder if they're just going to end up putting Billy Gunn back with his sons. What if this is whole big, one big ruse? Oh, I hope not. Really? I think that would be terrible. I don't know where they're going with this. FTR, the, FTR the clearly wants the not titles. winning the world titles. No. No. No, FTR clearly wants those championships. They can't have them, man. Not, not, not right now. They're going to have to lose. They're going to have to lose some of that damn hardware. Yeah. Yeah, send those titles back to, back to Mexico. We don't need them. Yeah. So what are they doing here? Anyway, um, tag team title situations were the more better things on television, so I'm not really concerned about this. I'm excited about the match with Swerve and our glory. It should be good at the pay-per-view, but, I mean, big question mark on this segment. We, we don't know what's, what's coming next and where the storyline's going, but the guns, uh, the gun club is now involved uh, in uh, the chase for the tag team championships as they've been... Uh, a thorn in the side of FTR and the acclaimed for a couple of weeks now. Jericho made his ring entrance with Jake Hager, Daniel Garcia, and Jericho is going one-on-one with Colt Cabana. This was a mystery opponent for the Ring of Honor World Championship. Uh, We threw some names out there, Eddie Edwards, Davey Richards, uh, Austin Aries, possible Chris Hero. Uh, none of these names were brought in. Uh, Nigel McGuinness was another one, but I, I figured they'd save him for a pay-per-view. That's too big of a name. Um, so we got Colt Cabana. I, I don't know how many uh, people Tony Khan realistically could have brought in here, but Colt Cabana was brought in, bro, and fans welcome him back with a welcome back chant. And Ian Riccoboni was on commentary for this match. What was your first initial reaction, bro, when you heard Colt Boom, boom, Colt Cabana. Uh, uh, so I'm not gonna lie, my rat. It was like a cold. Like, uh, uh, all right, I guess that's fine. That's that's that's, that's really how it was, and it kind of sunk in on like why he was there. Like ah, okay, I see what he did there. Okay, that's fine, I guess. You know, it is what it is. Whoever was there was going to lose. We knew that. Um, this was a return, not a debut. Okay. It works. It's fine. Yeah, I was all, I was all right. I mean, the match yeah. the match is what it is. Um, sure. You know, you, you could you could speculate all you want online. Is this Tony Khan being petty? Is this Tony Khan uh, moving closer to buying out CM Punk? Is CM Punk really finished with AEW now that Colt Cabana is on television, folks? You know, we're not here to report that type of thing because nobody knows. 
Uh, apparently, the internal investigation is over. The elite is going to be back on television. Punk is out uh, licking his wounds and healing up. Who knows what's going to happen? Apparently, he's still got the itch to wrestle. Some people say he wants to retire. Some people say he wants to come back and wrestle. Who, who t- picks him up and where he goes wrestling? I don't know. But at the end of the day, folks, this was simply a one-off. I don't expect Cole Cabana back on AEW television. This was just something in the interim. And, you know, just like uh, we're having fun with the Jade and Marina thing, this is Chris Jericho having fun. Ha, <laughs> let's get Cole Cabana. Hey, let's get Cole Cabana on television. Let me beat him up. You know? It'll, it'll yeah, show, it'll show sure. Phil. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's scheduled to um, come back in ROH at some point anyway. So Yeah. Yeah. I, I wasn't I wasn't really taking this to be too serious. Um, Jericho and Cole Cabana had a, a decent little match. It wasn't really anything all that special, uh, especially with the quality work that Jericho has given us uh, as of late with this championship. Uh, Jericho was in control. Uh, Cabana came back flying apple, his signature flying apple, and strikes. Cabana got a near fall off of a corner splash, went for a moonsault, got crotched. Cabana reversed an electric chair into a victory roll. Jericho tried to counter into the walls of Jericho, but Cabana got free. Jericho got an eye poke out of a flip-flop fly, and Cabana avoided the Judas effect and sank in his Billy Goat's curse on Jericho. Um, And then Jericho kicked free. Cabana got his Superman pin, only for Hager to pull his hands out from underneath him behind the referee's back. Cabana came back and hit a big moonsault to the floor to wipe out Garcia and Hager. Cabana hit another flying apple, went for a charge, ran into a cold breaker, and that was pretty much it for Chris Jericho. One, two, three over Cole Cabana post-match. Jericho Garcia Hager walked up the ramp. I kind of had a feeling that somebody else was going to come out, but we saw nobody, and they, they walked up the ramp, and he went right after Ian Riccoboni, the Ring of Honor uh, color, play-by-play commentary guy. He was uh, ambushed by Matt Menard and Angela Parker. And then all of a sudden, Jericho was teasing him with his glasses, broke his glasses. Combat Club made the save. Big brawl with Jericho. Claudio uh, obviously facing off. And then Brian was there. Yuta was there. Sammy Guevara was there. They all brawled on the aisleway and on the stage. And that was pretty much it until referees uh, broke it up. Bro, we're still getting the Blackpool Combat Club and the JAS. It's like a never-ending fucking ordeal here. Never-ending. Where's this going? Uh I want to see the, the Blackpool Combat Club do more, man. Me too. I really, really, really would. We got trios titles, man. Where the fuck are they? Trio, all of these awesome trios teams we got out there. Where are these feuds? What are we doing here, man? I don't know. I have no idea. I mean, I, listen, Jericho has done phenomenal work. I, I've been a huge fan of Jericho uh, during this run. I think what he's doing with the Ring of Honor titles, the only Ring of Honor thing I want to see Honestly, but, you know, now he's mixing it up with the Blackpool Combat Club. Still, he's got the Ring of Honor disgracing storyline, and now he's got the Blackpool Combat Club. Like, where are we going? Where are we going? Drop the fucking title to somebody and and, and end this shit, man. I I mean, it should have ended like three months ago. I don't know. Uh, uh, I don't know. uh, It it doesn't speak excitement to me, bro. No. Doesn't speak excitement to me. You got Jericho, you've got William Regal, Brian Danielson. These guys know how to do creative. And I know they can come up with something better than this. Why don't you let these guys... Man, what else can we see? We've seen a, a fucking anarchy in the arena, and we saw a war games. Like, what else do, what else do they got? I don't know. What else they got? Tell me. 
They got to move on. They got to yeah. move on, man. Yeah. Serious. Let's move Brian, Claudio, and Yuta into the fucking trios. Let's yes. get some trios action. House of Black is coming back. Let's give them the trios titles. We got the Elite coming back. That should be the centerpiece of your fucking television show right there, those trios titles, along with the T- TNT title. I mean, and what are we doing here? I got to tell you, man, after a show like tonight, the Elite are sorely missed. Yeah. Sorely missed. We got to get those guys back, not only on television, but integrated into some storylines. Because this is, we're missing Adam Cole, the Young Bucks, and Kenny Omega. That's not good. That's not good right now. We need them back instantly. I agree. Uh, Hula Grimm in the chat. This dude in here crying about you benching him, bro. Uh, I, I don't know. I only benched one guy, so I'm assuming it's the guy that said, man, move on and get over with it. Or get over it with the Jake Cargill Marina thing. Yeah, motherfucker, you ain't telling me to get over anything, man. I'm going to fucking gloat all the rest of the week, man. Get used to it. Okay? Fuck out of here. Way, oh, somebody, okay, would you please wish Silent One a happy damn birthday? Silent One! Happy Jeez. birthday, man. Everybody in the chat, give Silent One birthday cake emojis, man. And, and, and for, I know Silent One's uh, probably of age. A uh, whiskey glass emoji, too. <laughs> Shout out to Silent One. Happy birthday, bro. H takes over next week's intro. Why is H act like people don't know you guys are flavor of the month podcasters? Yeah, your fucking mother was flavor of the fucking month, and then I dumped her on the fucking corner, man. Get the fuck out of my chat. By the way. Jesus guys, Christ. Uh, flavor of the month podcast. First of all, first of all, but, flavor of the month podcast is motherfucker. You, thanks for joining for the first time ever. Smash crash. I don't know where the fuck you've been for the last nine years, but Triple H is black and gold, bro. That was my brand. I covered it more than anybody. Jesse and I watched that shit religiously, fucking via text every week. It. So flavor of the fucking month podcast, my, man. Get the fuck out of here, bro. I've been on Paul Levesque's jock for about a decade now, as far as administrative is concerned, man. You can fucking kiss my ass. By the way, while we're on the subject, okay. Pop quiz. If you get blocked by JD on Twitter, you should A, contact Jesse immediately to get you unblocked, or B, deal with it yourself. If you get blocked, listen, listen, Jesse doesn't even have to explain that. If you get blocked on Twitter, I am telling you right now, A, do not reach out to him. Okay, the reason why you are blocked on Twitter is A, you said something very disrespectful to me online. Boom, gone. Number two, you said something to somebody else that I saw that you tweeted me in, you know, directly or indirectly without adding me. And hey, that's grounds for a bench right there. Number two. And number three, you liked a tweet from somebody talking shit about me, and then you got benched. That's three. If you did any one of those things, and you're guilty of any one of those things, because that's the only reason why I block on Twitter nowadays, I will get into a friendly debate with anybody as long as you're respectful. If you did any of those things, then you are gone. Do not reach out to Jesse because it will change nothing. Rarely. I mean, it's like a 0.001 chance that you may have me look at it, and then I I unbench you. Yeah, I'm just going to start. If you ask me to get you unblocked, I'm going to block you. There you go. There you go. Do not do any one of those things, and you should be A-OK. Renee Paquette backstage with the Death Triangle. As Ray Phoenix said, he's ready to become the new All-Atlantic champion. 
Pac says he knows, he knows something about being a double champion, but he wants Phoenix to go out there and win it. And if he wants revenge, take the hammer. Take the hammer from me. This is your golden ticket. Pac told Phoenix to think about it and walked away. Penta wanted nothing to do with it. Bro, are we seeing a split of the death triangle here? I think, I don't know, I don't know what they're doing here, but they're the fucking, they're the champions. What the yeah. Fuck? And do me a favor, activate, activate slow mode on the chat. Activate slow, I gotta go into the settings. Now, why? Oh, uh, because we got a troll. He has multiple accounts and he probably subbed to your channel on all of them. So he doesn't have to wait the new standard wait time. But if you put on slow mode, then he can only get one chat in before he can get blocked on his new channel. Uh, uh, let me see. All right. Uh, uh, all right. We'll do Orange Cassidy, Luchasaurus uh, with Christian Cage and Ray Phoenix. This is for the Atlantic title, bro. You you uh, tell me what you thought of this match, what you liked and didn't like, and I'll, uh, I'll activate slow mode here for this fucking troll in the chat. Well, so let's see. I like the so I like the setup to the match, all right. And to be honest with you, I, I mean I like the theory of the match itself. Um, it just for some reason to me it kind of it kind of failed to get out of second gear, if that makes sense. I don't know if it was the same way for anybody else, but everybody involved in the match sounds like a you know a, a great idea on paper. Maybe maybe the chemistry just wasn't there. I'm not sure. I did love. I love the spot of how they took Luchasaurus out where they had Jungle Boy come out and everything else. Yes, that was fantastic. I thought that was great shit. That was fantastic shit. That continues their feud, and that that was that was on point. So then I left the match right there between Phoenix and Orange. Um, we kind of got the feeling that Orange wasn't gonna lose uh, the title so quickly. So we kind of saw right then and there who was gonna win. I mean, I think, and then again, the the go home, the go home wasn't too terrible, but it it just it just felt like it was really slow leading up to the end for me, though. I don't know. What about you? I um, I enjoyed the match. I mean, I always enjoy a triple threat match with somebody like Phoenix and Orange Cassidy. I think they're both great. Luchasaurus has been great in this uh, monster heel role it has been playing. Um, the one thing I did really like, and, and like you just mentioned, I love Jack Perry's intensity to this yeah. uh, Christian and Luchasaurus storyline. He is. Uh, he's becoming a lot more intense, and I like it. It fits him good. Um, it's great for the overall story. I, I love the, the crossbody off of the stage, uh, risking yes. his own peril to take out Luchasaurus, his ex-best friend, uh, because Christian Cage ran away like a uh, like a pussy. Uh, I thought that was great, and uh, I'm looking forward to uh, a match eventually between Christian and Jungle Boy. Don't know when we're going to get that. I think Christian's going to be out some some months, but um, again, like you said before, you, you can't have Luchasaurus lose. So, no. you know, they're still they're still doing this feud. But, yeah, at the end of the day, you can't have Luchasaurus lose no matter what. So, yeah. So if you look closely, you know, to me, it looks like that they're giving Jack Perry um, a very Daniel Bryan-esque uh, path here. He used the team with the big monster, like, you know, Team Hell No. And now he's, um, he's slowly... I want to say slowly because he's always been an over baby face, but he is growingly becoming more and more of that underdog baby face that we just want to see overcome and kick ass. Yes. So it really, his, 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 his push right now, it, it has a lot of Daniel Bryan type feels behind it for me. And that's a great, uh, that's a great uh, mold to uh, yes. go out there and put around uh, Jack Perry. I think that's great. Yes. It's a good spot for him. Um, he's very, he's very fucking lovable. 
Um, and we love seeing that fire out of him when you get him pissed off and everything else. So um, I, I am liking that. I still think the one thing, I, I think that Anna J um, being put in peril on harm's way, but with Luchasaurus um, and or Christian, that would add to this storyline much more than her just sitting around the Jericho Appreciation Society. Yeah. And yeah, I feel, really I feel cool. that way too. Yeah. Yeah. This match was fine. I mean, it's not going to be a, a, a match of the year classic uh, at the end of the year, but, you know, they all, they all performed well here. Phoenix and Cassidy tried to take out Luchasaurus two-on-one because they knew he was the biggest guy in the entire match. Cassidy tried his little kicks. Phoenix hit a uh, nice little arm drag, ate a springboard kick to the face. Um, tornado DDT from Cassidy tried to put his hands in his pockets. Luchasaurus rose and took out both men to take control of the match. Christian joined commentary during the commercial break. Uh, we didn't hear him at the beginning, but then when we ga- came back from commercial break, he was there. Cassidy tried a stun dog millionaire, hit an orange punch that sent Luchasaurus out to the floor. Cassidy and Phoenix were fighting each other, and uh, they did a double dive instead on Luchasaurus. Both of them were caught, sent Cassidy into the ring steps, and then slammed Phoenix, choke slam, that is. Phoenix through the uh, ring uh, uh, timekeeper's area table. Cassidy was booted up. The ramp, it looked like a fucking video game, the way he uh, sold and rolled for uh, Luchasaurus there. Excalibur uh, said, this is a triple threat. There's no DQ. Thank you for reminding me of the rules. Uh, Luchasaurus was about to choke slim Cassidy off the stage. Jungle Boy came out, smacked him in the back with a chair. After uh, running up through the tunnel, he ran through the tunnel and took out Luchasaurus with a crossbody off the stage through two tables down below. Pack hit ringside, tried to give uh, the hammer to Phoenix. Phoenix threw it away. Phoenix took too much time after trading some near falls with uh, Orange Cassidy. Phoenix went for a somersault, leapt right into an orange punch, which allowed Cassidy to win one, two, three, and that was it. Post-match, Pack immediately attacked Cassidy, grabbed the hammer, and was about to attack. And before he could do that, Shibata from New Japan Pro Wrestling shows up, I don't know, returns to AEW to a mild ovation. He's joined by Rocky Romero and the best friends, Pat Quickly bailed. Shibata pointed to the open contract for the Atlantic title on Rampage. Cassidy nodded, handed him a contract. He put pen to paper, and we got Shibata versus Orange Cassidy. And that's the match for Rampage. All Atlantic Championship. Now, before we go any further, we just talked about AEW titles being made to look more important. Why didn't this triple threat match close the show? They had a nice go-home angle right there. Granted, didn't know who the guy was, but there was a nice little ending to it. It was a fantastic, um, nice little match between, you know, AEW guys. I think it would have served great in the main event spot over over the one that we got. I, I agree with you. I agree or, with you. I mean, um, if we can't get if we can't get Mox there, if we can't get one of the women there, this match would have served as a better purpose in the main event spot. Listen, uh, I I appreciate the fact that the All Atlantic Championship's got a little bit of a spotlight on it. I think the title concept is great. It could really it could really be something cool. I like the fact that we have a United States representative holding the championship, and we can get. Canadian representation, we could get Bulgaria, we could get Mexico, we could get Japan and whatnot, but there's got to be fucking story, okay? Uh, You know, how many matches are we going to run through for the sake of like, oh my God, they're dream matches. Oh, he's from Japan. Oh, he's from Mexico. He's from fucking Denmark or or whatever. Where's the story for these matches? Like, 
I, I, I get that Shibata is, is in New Japan, and he is part of that realm over there, and I believe he was injured at one point or another. I don't really know the whole fucking full spectrum of the story. Um, but, you know, we say Tony Khan is booking for the fans, bro. I, I feel like this segment is Tony Khan booking for the fucking, you know, I, I feel like Tony Khan's booking this for Tony Khan. Like, I don't know who he's booking this I, for. I like, why, 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 why is this on my television? Why are we, do, like, clearly this is done because Rampage in Atlantic City is going to be a shit show, bro. There's no, like, they got the boardwalk hall. I live in Atlantic City, bro. I live 15 minutes on the boardwalk, walk to the boardwalk hall. I, I know how big the boardwalk hall is. I've seen WWE shows there. They're not filling out the boardwalk hall. They're not selling this show out very well, and they needed some fucking spark to, to get people in the door in Atlantic City. Live for Rampage, which is fine, but Why? Like, who gives a shit? No. I don't care. Again, you're using somebody that is not AEW in an AEW storyline, or not even a storyline, AEW match, for the sake of selling tickets. All we want is story. That's all we want. Who the fuck gives a shit about Shibata? I don't. I don't. I'm sick and tired of everybody else coming in from everywhere else. If you ain't Okada, I don't give a fuck. If you ain't Jay White, I don't give a shit. I don't. If you're not Ibushi, I don't care. Osprey. Osprey. Osprey, absolutely. If you're not Will Osprey, I don't give a shit. Why? Why should I care? What did I just say? Who are they? And why are they wrestling? Open contract, live rampage, Atlantic City, dream match. Fuck out of here. No. Just overkill with the Ring of Honor shit. Now the outside talent. Worry about your own fucking talent. Yeah. There's no, there's nobody else on that roster from a different country that could wrestle Orange Cassidy. Nobody. Orange Cassidy versus Miro is not a dream match. Certainly, like, certainly more over than fucking Shibata. Here. Here. Holy shit. I'm not the only one that feels that way. When I mean this was an off night, when I I mean this was an off night, this was an off night? Like, what are we doing here? It's like amateurs booked this fucking show. Bruce. Don't tell me that Bruce came as a fucking package with the Jeff Jarrett deal. My God, why do we have Jeff Jarrett? <sighs> Whatever. Oh, JD's uh, JD's a fan weather fan. Fuck out of here, fan weather fan. Got a ninety nine point nine percent positive rating on this fucking show, man. God forbid I shit on one show. Backstage the rise and fall of AEW, man. Yeah, it's being written right now. Yeah. Backstage, Tony Schiavone was with Swerve and Rick Ross who said he's there for one reason, as to make Swerve the biggest in the industry, in wrestling, and in rap. Keith Lee walks in, says he hasn't heard from Swerve all week, but he's clearly got Rick Ross's number and answered Rick Ross's text to be here. They're number one contenders, but wants to know who's holding the camera when he assaulted Billy Gunn. Rick Ross says those are just accusations. Swerve said, how about next week, an eight-man tag with them and Gunn against FTR and the acclaimed Keith Lee. Keith Lee reluctantly said, sure. It's a good question, bro. Who was holding the camera while he was filming uh, 
Daddy ass get eviscerated by a swerve. No, no, I didn't think about that. They got to be careful. Do they want me to think about who's holding the camera or not at times, you know? Yeah. Because then the next time I'm going to wonder that shit and they don't want me to focus on the camera. Man. Yeah. I don't know. But this segment, man, no notes. No notes. If 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 Rick Ross was a little scummy out there, man, if he had a little beverage, he had a few beverages in him and he still nailed this, we got to bring him back, man. Bring him back. Have him be a little bit of a... A little bit, a little bit of a catalyst here between the Swerve and Keith Lee thing as this plays out. I like it. We'll see what happens. Maybe, maybe, maybe Rick Ross is starting to put that shit in his ear like a real fucking Suge Knight type fucking mogul. You know, like maybe you don't need this fucking guy, man. Maybe you don't need this fucking guy. Jade Cargill with Layla Gray against Marina Shafir. She had no TBS title as Nyla Rose came out and saved us from this fucking disastrous, goddamn awful match. <laughs> This was absolutely brutal. I don't know what else to fucking tell you. And that's me being nice, folks. That's me being calm. This was one of the worst matches in AEW history. One of the worst. And that's not something that you want on your resume if you're Jake Cargill. They showed especially a tweet. if you spent your time on social media trying to defend it. Yes. Especially if you spent your time on social media trying to defend it. Uh, they showed a tweet from rapper Bow Wow shooting a shot at Jake Cargill, which she then prompted and said, you can't afford me. And then she got blasted by fans and then admitted, I hope you guys know that I'm in character. <laughs> Were you in character when you blasted me on social media claiming that I can't do a pull-up or that I live in my mother's basement or that I'm a fat slob and that you could buy my podcast, which I would never sell you anyway because what are you going to do with it? Fuck out of here. Talk. Talk about <laughs> no, what? No. Talk about what? Bow wow. No. Maria Shafir. Yeah. Oh, Marie we talking about great. social media interaction for the week. I'm like, oh, shit, they're going to show JD's tweet. No, they show Bow Wow's tweet. <laughs> show Bow Wow's. So Nyla Rose of the bell rang right away. We were like, oh, my God, this is headed for a fucking disease. You've seen this falling off the fucking cliff right away. All of a sudden, Nyla Rose said, you know what? I, I can't do this to JD. We're going we're gonna to go out there and we're going to salvage this match, make it a little bit more... Uh, entertaining, to say the least. And uh, Nyla walked out with the TBS title to do her own commentary with a live mic with Vicky Guerrero. Vicky was screeching out there, and Shafir was taking the fight to Cargill on the floor briefly till Cargill got an advantage. She was almost counted out, was Cargill, because she went up and tried to uh, get in Nyla's face, and then she had to run back to the ring, otherwise she was going to be counted out. I would have fucking left my ass if they intentionally counted uh, Jake Cargill out. <laughs> Holy shit. Imagine that, one loss. Cargill was almost counted out. Shafir got a knee bar. Cargill got free, hit the pump kick, jaded one, two, three, and that literally two minutes and 14 seconds was the time uh, of this match. Kiara Hogan tried to sneak attack Rose with the TBS to get the TBS title back, but was taken out in the tunnel, and Rose took off. Buried. Absolutely a fucking train wreck in every sense of the word. One of the worst matches and one of the worst segments in Dynamite history. You can quote me on that. And cancel me if you want. This shit was fucking brutal, and it sucked dick. And that's me being you nice. Get, you get a chance at a sneak attack, and you still fail your objective. You are worthless in this story. You, you just, you're just buried. You're done. I mean, Hogan's what, done. What are, we, what are we doing? The, the baddies don't even feel like a thing anymore, right? No. They're just losers. Well, uh, and Jade, Jade is, uh, t- uh, you know, titleless. She's got an undefeated record, and she's titleless. I mean, does this, does any of this, Jesse, make you want to see Jade versus Nyla? No. 
but I am enjoying Nyla going yes. around parading and pretending to be the TBS champion. Yes, well, the one thing that this has done, instead of the generic and stereotypical fucking rah, Nyla Rose is the giant and the big woman in the division, right? She's yeah. actually, dude, if you take Nyla on social media, this is Nyla on social media. Yes. This is what they're, this is Nyla Rose. This is who she is. She That's great. Just, she's fucking entertaining, man. Yes. Just let just her give be. Give her something. Give her something and she'll make it funny. That's, she can go it. out there and kick ass and be fucking, you know, herself at the same time. It's not, why do we have, oh my God, she's got to be the next awesome Kong. No. I mean, at this point, I really wouldn't mind if Nyla won. I mean, I think it'd be a waste. I mean, not not saying it's a waste to have Nyla win, but for, for the stock that they built up in that streak for Jade Cargill, it needs to go to someone else, uh, 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 someone who needs that push. Nyla has already been champion. Nyla's already over. It needs to go to someone who can take that momentum and run with it. Yep. That, that would be the smart move. Um, I, I think a spot like that, it was made for a Chris Statlander or a um, Jamie Hayter. Well, yeah, I mean, it was made for Jamie Hayter, but, uh, you know, I don't, they're, not, they're clearly not going with that. They're going yeah. with uh, Tony Storm and Jamie Hayter. Tony's dad, I don't know why. And we may be getting this match at the pay-per-view. And uh, listen, uh, uh, Nyla could be as great as you want it to be, bro, but this is not a pay-per-view match. No, I'm sorry. This not. is not a pay-per-view match I'm willing to fucking shell out $50 for. To, be a, to, to have it be a part of a pay-per-view. And again, please tell me when I'm lying. And to be honest with you, if it was, if it was um, Jamie Hayter versus Jay Cargill... I would be extremely interested to see it because I would have a good feeling that Jay was probably going to take that first loss. So I would be interested to watch it. Yeah. No one thinks that Nyla Rose is going to win. No, not at all. And if she does, it's a bad decision. So, I mean, you can't, you can't just try to shock us with it. It's, it's a bad decision. That, that, that run needs to go to someone else. We got a vignette about the House of Black video package. This was excellent. This was uh, one of the best it things about the show. So good, yeah. Um, I love the way that he shoots his th- his shit. Um, it just looks so good. House of Black is shown with Julia Hart tying up Malachi and Brody King and being sent out to sea and ultimately buried. So we hear words: "All must end." So all must suffer anew before the screen goes black. And Malachi's voice is heard saying, "Father of the Black Light." Giver of the sight that takes, giver of the sight that creates. Forgive me not, Father. Forgive me now, Mother. As a hand shoots up from the grave and flashes to Black's face. That's awesome. So, I I love the fact that they're back. I hope Buddy Matthews is there, Brody King, Julia Hart, oh, the whole the whole foursome, right? Now, if Tony Khan is bringing them back to television, this is clearly a restart, a redo. Hopefully, he does it the right way. But, you know, it is going to be very difficult for me to look at this. And I'm glad it's going to happen. Believe me, I'm glad it's going to happen. It's going to be very difficult for me not to see, well, Tony Khan's got him back, and now he's going to give them what they want because half of them want out. And he's going to do what he can to make them happy. So is it really genuine at the end of the day? It might be partially genuine, but these guys should be an absolute fucking force to be reckoned with. They should be trios champions. They should be challenging for TNT titles, world titles, these, this is your faction. As far as I'm concerned, outside of the elite and the Blackpool Combat Club, these guys need to be in that discussion. I don't give a shit how long it takes you to get them there. Get them there. On the first night, they're all back. They should be at the top of the fucking list. 
they should be out there and over just like Judgment Day. Yeah. They were formed before Judgment Day, yes. you know? And look at how Judgment Day is on WWE TV. I mean, they're not, they're not the best thing about WWE television, but my God, have they, have they transformed themselves? Yep. Come on. Malachi is a world champion. Brody King could be a great foil to Wardlow. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine a takeover of the House of Black, bro? Going after fucking every target. Buddy Matthews going after uh, Orange Cassidy. You got it. Give it to us. He didn't bring these guys in to fucking sit around in the back for fucking six weeks, then make one appearance, and then take fucking eight weeks off. You need yeah. a solid group of guys that are on TV every week. Miro, Ricky Starks, Hobbs, these guys need to be on TV every week. Tired of repeating myself. Main event. Samoa Joe and Brian Cage is the Ring of Honor TV title match. This match went about 10 minutes. I don't know why this was in the main event. Can't stand this Ring of Honor shit on my television. Cage dominated for a little bit. And he had a chin lock on Samoa Joe. Slowing the match down. Cage landed a running flip dive over onto Joe to the floor. Joe didn't step out of the way. Cage showboated a little bit. And he threw, he threw Joe back in the ring. Um, Cage flexed his uh, muscles over at Joe. This angered Joe. He recovered. Took control, including a senton for a near fall. Cage landed a discus larry for a near fall. Joe caught Cage seconds later with a rear naked choke and the tap out for the win. And that was pretty much it. After the match was over, Gates of Agony attacked Joe from behind. Wardlow's music played. He came out. Prince Nana got his men to retreat. Powerhouse Hobbs, this was, this was great. A surprise, actually. Powerhouse Hobbs came up from behind Wardlow and gave him a spine buster. And he held up the TNT title. And look at that, folks. We may have a Will Hobbs versus Wardlow TNT title match on the horizon. Whether that happens at full gear or not, I don't know. But at least that, at least it's something. At least it's not Ring of Honor for Wardlow, bro. It is. I mean, they are, they've let Wardlow's, uh, not Wardlow, they let uh, Hobbs' momentum kind of slide a little bit. But um, they have plenty of time to get it back up, though. Yeah. So. Is Will Hobbs going to win? I don't know. I don't think so. Do you, do, you, do you put him over Wardlow? Well, it doesn't even matter at this point. I don't know at this point because they're not doing anything with Wardlow. I would love to see them put the title on the Hobbs. They're not just going to fear that they're not going to do shit with Hobbs. Then. I know. I know. You know so, it's been I a common know. theme. No matter who the champion is, they win it. Ah, it's great. And then they don't do anything with it. Nothing. This Dynamite sucked. This Dynamite was a complete fucking shit show. Led by Jake Cargill and Marini Shafir, man. Match of the night, bro. Match of the year classic. Bro, I asked for a Johnny Gargano classic, bro. What we got was a Giant Gonzalez classic. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Oh, God. Anyway, that is the review, guys. I hope you uh, enjoyed what we brought to the table here. I appreciate you very much. Jesse and I appreciate you very much. We're going to get into the Super Chats now because I want to play some fucking Modern Warfare 2. No hard feelings. No hard feelings, man. You, you guys, I don't want you to lose sleep tonight over my criticisms of a pro wrestling show. Deal with it. But we are glad that you're fans. Yes. We love our fans. Yes, yeah. We love our fans, man. AW's Women's Locker Room probably don't like their fans, but we love our fans. You guys have a picture of, of JD up on your wall in the locker room? It's I don't right. know. Maybe they were all getting dressed and I was on the laptop, bro. Who knows? 
Are they all on the on the screen back there in the locker room? Right, who knows, man? The they're they've been right laughing now. at us for months, bro. They've been laughing at us for months. Go, I'm glad you're watching. That's awesome. I'm glad you're watching, man. It makes my day knowing that uh, the dentist office is watching my show. That's great. I gotta get myself a fucking basement, man. I know, bro. You I gotta, gotta get, get yourself a mother's basement. I gotta I gotta get myself a mother's basement. Man. I tell you, man, I'm going to make another channel. I'm going to do cocktails only, man. I'm going to be like a fucking mixologist, man. I'm going to, I'm going to name my show live from the, my mother's basement or something along those lines. My mother's basement. My mother's we basement. Do, we, should, we, should, we should do like a Saturday night, just anything you want to talk about type show. Yeah, my mother's, mother's basement. basement with JD and Jesse. <laughs> I'm going to get merchandise. I'm going to get merchandise with my mother's basement with the ODS logo on it. Man. How many people would fucking wear that shit? You know? My mother's basement. <laughs> anyway. Love it. Appreciate you guys, man. We're going to get into the Super Chats. Uh, I didn't go over uh, the usual shit. Please, if you enjoyed what you see here, hit that thumbs up. We got 1,500 likes. You guys already did what I I usually ask you to do without me asking. It's great. Um, Hit that subscribe button. Turn on that bell for notifications. Go follow Jesse on Twitter. Shottown Smart. You guys can go uh, watch his live streams on Monday, Tuesday, and Friday. Live watch along. your chance to win a PlayStation 5. Bro, I'll let you, uh, you know, it's funny you mention that. You tell people what's going on there. I'm going to excuse myself and use the uh, restroom. And uh, I got to go down to my mother's basement and get a beverage. All right. Oh, and uh, I will, uh, I'll see you by, back in about a minute. Yeah, you do what you got to do. Guys, you see, you saw, you seen Osaki out there. Uh, once again, supporting this channel, my channel. He's been supporting us for years. Well, for this Christmas season, he's got you guys covered, man you come to my channel and you make a donation to my channel every ten dollars that you donate to my channel for the month of november gets you an entry into the playstation 5 raffle that we're doing at the end of the month every ten dollars if you end up donating fifty dollars you get five entries into the raffle if you're a channel member come to my channel become a taco crew member guess what that's an entry. We're going to spin the big digital wheel on the screen. You will see how many entries that you have on the screen and everything else. And the winner will walk away with a brand new 825 gig disk drive PlayStation 5. If you look online right now and try to buy one, you're not going to find one. You found one, you're lucky. Grab it quick because they're sold out. We have one. Osaki has supplied it. He will get it shipped out to you, and he will have it before Christmas. He has promised. You won't pay for shipping. You won't pay for a single damn thing. Come on over. Subscribe. Hang out. Have a <clears> few <throat> chit-chats with us, and we probably talk shit about Dark. Donate 10 bucks or so if you got it. If you can, get yourself an opportunity to win brand new PlayStation 5 courtesy of Osaki Vasquez. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you to Osaki, as always, and all of our VIPs uh, that support us weekly. Appreciate you guys and love you guys. Joseph Taylor with a $5 super chat. My four Call of Duty games I have are Black Ops, Cold War, Modern Warfare 2, and Black Ops 2, and Ghosts. So you got Cold War, Modern Warfare 2, Black Ops 2, and Ghosts. Uh, Cold War sucked. Modern Warfare 2 is uh, not looking good. Black Ops 2, uh, I, I enjoyed, but uh, not my favorite. And Ghosts, I liked it after it was dead. I thought Ghosts was better after it was uh, no longer in production. That's just me. 
Uh, Sinister Classic. But they fought all Super Chat. I'm sure once this horrible match is over, Jade will be on Twitter blaming you guys for the performance. How's Marina so bad when she's married to Roddy? I have no clue. She wasn't, bro, listen. She wasn't good in NXT with Jessamyn Duke. I mean, Jesse and I I watch every episode of Black and Gold, bro. She didn't do anything there. She's worse now. I think Jessamyn realized she wasn't good at it and she quit trying. There you go. Was she good at MMA? I don't even know. No, people said that she was boring in MMA, too. Look, man, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I don't know what the fucking tell you. It's all right. <laughs> where where Marina and Jessamine didn't do good in wrestling, Shayna made up for it. Shayna's awesome. Shayna's great. Francis Looper, fight all super chat. It might be a good match if Marina and Jade beat the hell out of each other. Surprised Marina didn't send you a tweet. She's probably a fan of yours. No, she's not a fan of mine. She tweeted at me indirectly, she said. And I posted this yesterday. For the love of God, I'm going to uh, prove you wrong. Good. I even pitched. I even pitched a scenario a few weeks back, maybe a few months back, for Marina Shafir to probably do something on TV worth watching. And it was basically, it was get her in the faction, basically make her like the the muscle of the faction, much like a China or something like that. You know, maybe a, somewhere along the lines of what Rhea Ripley is doing just without the charisma and shit. And it would be something because just putting her in a ring and having her just go do a match is not the thing to do for her. That's, that's, not, that's not where she's going to shine. No. And if that was her role, she would probably kill it. She would probably do very well. Francis Loop with another $5 super shot. Honestly, I hope it's a good match. Well, clearly you wrote this before the match actually aired. I like both of their characters. I love Marina's theme music with the violins, but her and Nyla need to separate. Bro, it doesn't make any sense. Marina is not the same vein, in the same vein as Nyla Rose, bro. No. Nyla Rose is is good at what she does. She knows how to to portray her gimmick very well, and she is good in the ring. Yeah. And then Francis Lou with three $10 super chats. He says, when Stephanie McMahon became the first SmackDown GM in 2002 and created those women's tag team belt, those WWE tag team belts in the fall, that looked like the old WWE tag team belts, but gold and a blue backing, those were best. They can use your Jade Cargill rant and put it into a storyline. All the females who did not tweet you should wear OTS shirts on TV. Anna J didn't tweet you, but Tay Conti did, showing support JD. You know why Anna J didn't tweet me? Because I lo- I love Jungle Boy, and why? Like we we've we praised both of them. Like why why would Anna J shit on me? Love Anna J. I was told from a I was told from a close acquaintance that Jungle Boy watches the show and he appreciates the show when he watches it. I don't know how true that is. I hope that's the case. I'm starting we, to believe that the locker room gets to, to the back and just we puts love, this show on. We love Jack Perry on the. Why would anybody? Why would you shit on me? I'm only honest. Yeah, but, but just honest, man. I I, mean, w- what I said on this show, my criticism, I would tell every single person, including Tony Khan, to his face or to their face. Yeah, guys, look, I mean, we're only honest. Now, okay, in fairness, do we sometimes, in our honesty, Crack jokes or yes. you know just say things that yeah it, it's an entertainment platform guys yes we'll crack some jokes about it we'll take it to an extreme here or there but all in all it's just we're just being truthful and we're trying to just have a little fun with it so just relax man we love all our fans 
They should split up Nyla and Marina Shafir. Marina to the Nightmare Factory on the QT's tutelage. And Nyla and Vicky should be booked like Harley Race and managing managing Vader in the early 1990s WCW. Okay. No. No. Thank you, Francis Loop. Nyla needs to be Nyla. Michelle Moran with a $2 super jet. TK is booking Darby like crap. I don't think so. Just waiting for Sting to get back. Sting was actually hurt. That's all it is. Tony Brown. I thought he was going to come out. Yeah. Tony Brown with a $4.99 Super Chat and a $1.99 Super Chat. He says, my six-month VIP wasn't read. That's okay. Tony Brown, that's YouTube's fault, bro. I didn't see it. I didn't get it. I apologize. $1.99. Still love that meat, though. You better believe it. Oh, you got to cancel JD. They call it women's assets. Meat. So what? Right, he loves watching the beautiful women wrestle. So what? Bro, you got your podcast tomorrow night, man. Yeah, Don Tony. I'll be, I'll be with Don Tony. Yeah. I'll be with Don Tony tomorrow night, 8 p.m., drinking an old-fashioned. We're going to we're gonna talk about the Jade situation. We're going to talk about everything leading into Crown Jewel. It's going to be a huge two-hour, three-hour extravaganza. It's going to be great. All right. All right. I'll check it out, man. Uh, not today, Jay. 499 Super Jet. JD, I could have taken a bathroom break during that Jade match. That's how bad it was. You missed the whole thing. You would have missed the whole thing, bro. She had a warm-up match on Dark if you missed that last night. And it lasted. I asked Jesse how, how it went. He said it lasted 15 seconds, and it's 15 seconds of his life. He, life he can't get back. One kick, two punches, guillotine, choke out. Done. Now I'm excited for the match tomorrow night live on TV. No. What? No. Vincent O'Connell yeah. with the $2 Super Chat. Bad match after BS you dealt with. You were right. I know, Vincent. Thank you. The Jay so, Cullip. I'm sorry, Jessica. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So when I talk about continuity on Dark and just giving a little bit of effort to try to make this show a little bit better, it was a 15-second match with Marina Shafir. I mean, we know what you're doing. You're trying to build her up for your match tomorrow with Jay Cargill or whatever. Fine. Some continuity. Send Jade out there or a couple of her baddies out there to kind of just watch and, 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 and scout or run out there and do just some continuity to act like you give a shit about the match itself tomorrow night, which was tonight. Something. You did nothing but a 15-second match, one kick and two punches. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Such a bad critique, bro. Oh, my God. Just going to get canceled. Jay Collab with no MJF Cabana, Jade, Shafir, Hot Garbage, Vicky Nyla calling the match, Ring of Honor, Heavy Show, not a good night. Not even mid with a $5 Super Chat. Yeah, it wasn't a good show tonight, bro. Joseph Taylor with a $5 Super Chat. How can Marina be married to Roddy Strong, one of the best professional wrestlers in the ring, and still effing suck? Roddy has nothing to do with it, bro. Roddy has nothing to do with it. I don't know. It looked it looked like Adam Cole went back and, and took Britt Baker and showed her a few moves. Maybe. That's what it looked like to me. KW with a $100 Super Chat. This show sucked. As a New Japan fan, I love seeing a wild slap nuts and Shibata. Last match I liked, but Ring of Honor barely needs its own show. And since we know the sensitive ones are watching, Shafir fucking sucks. Get her out. She's not a problem. She's a cure. My insomnia is gone. Jesus, KW, tell us how you really feel, bro. Oh, my goodness. Can you settle down there, brother? We don't want to offend anybody. She's the problema. 
Was that a typo or is that what she's calling herself? Now, I don't know. She's speaking Spanish now? Problema? Magician Sapphire with a $10 super chat. Outside of an opener, Double A and Ring of Honor TV champions, Dynamite was mid and TBS Women's Championship match was a complete joke. Rip it a new one, JD. The AW Women's locker room is looking real stupid tonight. Yeah, they are, but they'll never admit it. I'm nothing more than a sexist and a, and a racist and a homophobe to these people. Sorry, guys. Not true. Sorry, man. It is what it is. Michael Smith with a $5 Super Chat. Where are Miro and Ricky Starks? Those are two great talents that are MIA, and we get to see Marina Shafir and Cole Carter instead. Shameful. Bro, I don't know what... Tony Khan might have been on uh, a couple of White Claw. He might, he might have been a six-pack of White Claw deep in their show, bro. I don't know what the fuck tonight's show was. Issa says... Talent isn't sexually transmitted. I disagree. I disagree. Have you seen LeBron James' sons? No, I have not. Have you, you have not heard about Bronny James? No. The guy's being highly. The guy's being touted higher than LeBron. Really? <laughs> no cap. Huh. Dead serious. It's crazy. Dead serious. Ask anybody in the chat about fucking Bronny James, man. The guy is. Talent is absolutely sexually transmitted, Issa. I gotta look into that. Oh yeah, magician. Thank, <laughs> th- th- thank you. Uh, what would she say? What she say? Okay, that has his actual seed. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, magician. Thank you so much, uh, Michael Smith with the five dollars super chat. Uh, we're a mirror. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm Jesse and I are asking that, too. I don't know. I don't want me. Chill vibes with a $50 super chat. JD was right. Just wanted to show love, brother. Thank you so much, Chill Vibes. I appreciate you, man. Thank you for being here tonight. Thank you for your generosity. John Roush with a $20 super chat. Even Denise, who will tweet 15 times during a commercial break about a celebrity haircut, didn't even mention the Shafir match on Twitter. Nobody really did. That tells you right there who was right. Absolute disgrace. Bro, Sap and Denise and all the check marks that are fucking... <laughs> two shoes, yeah. Like, none of them. Mean? None of them tweeted about it, bro. What does that, that tell planned? you? How was that not planned and calculated? Of course it was. How did they not get together and say, whatever you do, don't tweet about this match? Of course it was calculated. I, I, I'm, I'm purposely going to go back and watch everybody's review and see what they said about it. Man. They don't. This is the. They, bro, it's, everybody in the community is a bunch of fucking ass kickers. That's all they are. But they're a bunch of ass kissers. They want that fucking uh, media scrum invite from TK. I'm not they, going. I'm not going to full gear. You want to know why? Because I'll be right here making my fucking money. Even though it's a short drive away. I think wrestlers need podcasters like this to feed their fucking fragile egos, man. Of course, Denise didn't mention it. Are you fucking kidding? It's the first thing I looked at. Sap intentionally went from the last segment before that to the fucking main event. Nothing. Nothing. Tweeting about the Kentucky uh, fucking Athletic Commission. You fucking serious? He tweeted about Rick Ross. He had something to say about every last single segment. Except- and what I wanna, what I wanna say right here, not one of, not nobody, nobody in the community but Solomonster showed up to my defense. Nobody. 
Everybody stayed away from this. I didn't get, I didn't even get fucking, I didn't even get tweets. I didn't get nothing from no nobody else. Hey man, you're all right. What's going on here? I think you're you're in the right here. Nothing from even my guys. Take a Drew didn't say nothing. I'm going, I'm, I'm blasting everybody, man. Nobody <laughs> said shit. Nobody came to my defense at all. You all fucking what? Gotta love it. Shameful. Man. Never ask me it. to do anything. I'm not working with fucking anybody anymore. Everybody can kiss my fucking ass. Fucking ridiculous, man. Gotta love it, man. Can't stand that shit. Where the fuck is everybody that says that they're my friend? Nobody fucking came to my defense and backed me up. Nobody came out publicly but my bot, my guy, Evil Genius. And Solomon just said something in my DMs and texted me. You fucking serious? I'm getting called all this hideous shit. I'm getting docs. Nobody checks on me, right? Nobody wants to stand up for me personally. Then you got fucking Satin and fucking Will Washington over at Fightful, that fucking prick, liking tweets. Now you now you get me set off. Liking <laughs> tweets in, 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 in fucking in disregard of me. Liking Jade's tweets and liking everybody else's tweets. Sap said, don't, don't tag me in this bullshit. Well, where are you fucking claiming that the tweet's wrong? I don't get it. <laughs> fucking ridiculous, man. Community's a fucking piece of shit. Guys, Why I work I'm by not, myself? I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm. I'm not in this fucking community. I'm always here to fucking. I'm not a fucking. I don't have a fucking major platform, guys. Nothing but kiss asses, man. You want to buddy up to the pro wrestlers, even though you all know I'm fucking right. And then when you see me in the fucking scrum, you look at me like, "What the fuck is he doing here, motherfucker?" I'm there because I work my ass off. <laughs> Sit there and ignore me like the fucking incels you are. Every single fucking. Every single one of you. gonna be getting any more scrum invites. I don't give a shit. Could use a fucking nice, honest kick in the ass in this goddamn community. Everybody's so fucking soft. Snowflakes everywhere. Osequi, thank you so much, brother. $200 super chat. Whoever's listening in the AW locker I'm gonna read it again because it fucking speaks truth. Whoever's listening in the AW locker room as a TV writer, I get it. Criticism sucks. Putting yourself out there, you're vulnerable, but JD and Jesse aren't the enemy and criticism is is good. Humble yourselves. Take the criticism. Do better. Tonight wasn't better. Take the L. Take the criticism. Grow. Words of wisdom from Osequi. Thank you, brother. He also says with another $200 follow-up, put on a better match. Build a stronger women's division. Help the product. Check all egos at the door and learn. That's what it means to be a talent. You might not agree with everything said or how it's said, but don't miss the truth in the message. Do better, plain and simple. Christian Javier gets a no-hitter. Did he really? Yeah. Oh, my God. No-hitter. First one in 66 years. <laughs> wow. It's quite the number there. Yeah, Hooligram, First... Hooligram, quite the number there, bro. First World Series <laughs> no-hitter, man. 66 years. Oh, man, my brother's going to have a field day with that one. <laughs> the 6-6? Six, six. Yeah. He's missing the 6, though. I know. It's all numerical. There's a... Don't get me. Don't, don't listen, man. He's in his own realm over there. <laughs> You're missing a 6. Oh. oh, wait. There's 6 outs in an inning. Yes. Uh-huh. There you go. 6-6-6. Six, six, six. There you go. It was a combined no-hitter, says Issa. It was a combined no-hitter? Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, also, yeah, it was. It also was four quick. pitchers. The, oh, wow, wow. Five pitchers. Five? I, thought, I think it's four. Oh, wow. 
Also, we thank you so much, brother. BJ LJ with the $20 Super Chat. I told my mother what happened to you with Jake Cargill. She wanted you to know that you have her support and that she agrees with every word you say. She's on your side. Thank you, BJ LJ. I appreciate that, man. And tell your mother, thank you. Thank you. Dr. Evil Genius, 999. Damn, I'm not a mod anymore. I got a, I got a mod Evil Genius. I'll mod you after the show, bro. And by the way, where's where's Vandelli? I don't know. Vandelli is on vacation, bro. He's uh, sleeping at a castle somewhere. He was on Twitter. That fucking guy. He's probably still pissed about evidence. Osakui with another $100 bomb. JD, Jesse, keep doing what you do. I fully support you. We fully support you. Thank you, Osakui. I appreciate you. Unbelievable support tonight, man. Thank you. Chill Vibes with a 50. No message. Thank you, Chill Vibes. I appreciate you again, man. Thank you for your generosity. 813 car guy with a $100 super chat. He says, just because JD was right. God damn it. I'm right almost every week, bro. Hey, what can you do, man? Phil with a 999 super chat. Would you look at that? Looks like it didn't take them long to prove you right. I've been watching you since WrestleMania 30, and I'll always be a part of the OTS bloodline. Stay safe and, and never change OTS for life. Thank you, Phil. Hooligrim with a $10 super chat. I can't take credit for this. That goes to Robert Hall 93, but we need Osequi to change his YouTube name to Usequi and fuck Jade Cargill. Yes, uh y- yes, uh we 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 need uh we need Osequi. Osequi is Usi, bro. Very Usi. He's very Usi. Thank you, Hooligrim. Um what am I playing here? Let me see. Let's play this one. Um Christopher Smith with a 199 Super Chat. Jamie Hitter needs to dethrone Jade. Yes, she does. The Cake with a $2 Super Chat. Tonight couldn't breathe. It's all for Colt Cabana. Bro, Jeff Jarrett was in GCW, WWE. Yeah. Ric Flair's last match and AEW all this year. Yeah. All this calendar year. Yep. Jeez. Joseph Taylor with a five dollars super chat. Tony Khan announced on Twitter that Jeff Jarrett still is all elite and now is director of business development. Yes, we talked about that earlier tonight. Joseph Taylor, thank you. Drew Gilmore, buddy, what's going on, man? What a sun, what a day Sunday was. You were entitled to your opinion. I defended you vigorously up and up and down to the point that Rebel blocked me on Twitter. I really hope she, Jade, and all those women watch this review. I'm sure they did. And they're punching the air. Hey, he was right. Don't blame me. Who gave you two minutes to fill time on television? Certainly wasn't me. Who booked the match? Wasn't me. Thank you, Drew. Basic with a 999. What Jay did to you no better than what the elite did. Marina and Cole Cabana were used as a catalyst for something much bigger. I'm sure Britt is angry at JD for him commenting on her backstage politics. Yes, that's what uh, that's what she was angry about. And uh, listen, I, I I will not be talking about backstage politics anymore in AEW or WWE until something really arises and Charlotte comes back and wins a fucking title and then just fucking gets m- magically put into a title feud. Then I'll complain about politics. But political, man. I mean, you're talking about pro wrestling, man. Every locker room is political. Don't don't give me that bullshit. Come on. There's internal politics going on. People don't want to win. People don't want to lose. People don't want to do this. They don't want to do that. 
Whatever. But they want to be labeled the head of the division. Yeah, but they want to be a champion and the fucking face of the division, yet they don't want to lose. But to be fair, Brett is lost. Brett has taken a couple of losses as of late, which is which is a, a good thing. Uh, basic, thank you so much, uh, man. I appreciate that. Uh, Jaxo23 with a $100 bomb. I still can't believe they blasted you like that on social media. That's disgraceful, and Jade looked like a clown since the match was boring and JD was proven right. She is not getting a pop on TV because of JD. It's probably because you're not getting yourself over. It's booking as well. It's all in the booking, bro. The booking of the women's division is dreadful. James Williams with the $20 Super Chat. Don't change nothing. More truth is needed in this world. You better believe it, man. I ain't changing nothing. Jaxo with another 20. All the wrestlers who attack JD are all friends with Sean Ross Sapp. It's not a coincidence. I, I know. Jake Cargill was immediately thrown on TV, being green as grass, yet we see clowns putting her in the realm of Charlotte or Bianca Belair. Bro, Jake Cargill couldn't lace Bianca's boots. Give me a break. Bianca's got more charisma in her fucking pinky finger than Jake Cargill does. Come on. Is JLT with a 499? Jobber Nation said Nyla doesn't belong in the women's division on Twitter. They said nothing. Well, Jobber Nation is a fucking loser, bro, who li- actually lives in his mother's basement. Sure, uh, Susan D'Ambrosio with a five dollar super chat. Thanks, OTS family, for the get well wishes while I fight COVID. Also, you stand tall on your mountain, JD. Go Phillies. Susan, I hope for a quick and speedy recovery. Thank no, you. No, not Susan. That's my head of talent relations. <laughs> Jesus. KW with a 999 Super Jack. Completely off topic. Astros, no hit the Phillies. Fuck the Phillies. Thank you, KW. Yeah, I'm going with the Astros, even though I can't stand both teams. I don't like cheaters. Uh, MGM Bolin. With a 499. Crazy how they put two big surprise mistakes in the same faction with Carter and Singh. And yes, you were right as always. Yeah, Jay Lethal is, uh, he's not surrounded by the best of talent, bro. No. No. Not today, Jay, with a 999. Guys, I know this is an AW review, but did y'all see that Crown Jewel is in jeopardy of getting canceled, which I don't mind. I just want WWE's wrestlers to be safe. Bro, they're not canceling Crown Jewel. No. WWE's going to make an easy 100 mil just for being there, bro. They, They ain't missing Crown Jewel. They will fly right through that shit, dude. They'll be bombing Iran, bro. They'll fly right through it. Um, Joseph Taylor. Maybe Jeff and Jay versus Darby and Sting at full gear. Please. Okay. No. Though I could see it happen. Vernon F. JD has his way with the ladies of wrestling. I can't help it. Thank you, Vernon, for the two. Issa with a 199. She leaves nothing but laughing emojis. She knows. I told you guys we're not holding back tonight, man. I'm sorry. Just... She knows. Jake Carpenter with a 199 super chat. He simply says, Ryan Satin sucks cock. I like that. Comment of the night, Jake Carpenter. Thank you. I, I, Jesse does not. <laughs> I, hold on. Read that super chat again. 199 super chat by Jake Carpenter. Sat Ryan Satin sucks cock. <laughs> Basic with the 499 super chat. I'll say it. 
If you aren't Brit's friend, you aren't going anywhere. She's one of TK's favorites and a pillar. Hey, just get back. All Elite Friends, I guess. I'll just change it to All Elite Friends. Basically. Not today, Jay. And by the way, I should say this because I have a lot of people watching. That Christian Cage rumor that uh, Britt cheated on Adam Cole with Christian Cage. I don't know where the fuck that got started. It is not true. Do not even talk about it. I don't know where you fucking heard that from. That's not true at all. Give me a fucking break with that shit. People, there's a lot of zero fucking sources on, on Twitter, man. These accounts with zero sources. Don't, don't listen to any of them. Uh, not today, Jay. I'm sorry, Jess. What? Where'd that come from? I have no idea. No clue. Some fucking geek online that thinks he's got uh, inside scoops. That's got... Uh, or takes news from one of those sites that have Z at the end. Russell News. <laughs> not today, Jay. Punk can go to Impact and wrestle in front of what is five people. Nobody watches Impact. Bro, I don't think Impact could afford fucking one one thousandth of Punk's contract. No. Signing Punk would put the company under, which may be a good thing. I don't know. But they do have talent that I like over there, namely Sammy Callahan and Matt Cardona, Jordan Grace. I want to see Cardona go back to WWE. So do I. I he even, he even said really so. He's like, you think we'll see Zack Ryder? He was asked, hey, I don't think it's going to be Zack Ryder. I think it's going to be like a John Moxley thing. It's got to be Matt Cardona. I yeah. agree with him. Yeah, I don't want to see I don't want to see Zack Ryder back in WWE. Nah, I want to see Matt Cardona in WWE. Sean Ray J with a ten dollars super chat. What was the point of blood and guts? That should have been the payoff for Blackpool Combat Club and JAS. Uh, Sean Ray J, you you uh, asked a very very logical question. I don't know, bro. Careful, you might you might get trolled and called out. And, I don't know. Don't Jericho like may Jericho may throw a fireball on my face, man. I gotta yeah. watch out. You don't like logic, man. Don't don't, don't do that. Uh, not today, Jay, with the 499. What was the point of Anna Jay being in the JAS? And what the hell happened to the Dark Order, Anna Jay? That was more over when she was in the Dark Order. I don't know. No clue. Not, they're not even doing anything with her over there. No, I don't know. Don't know. JDC Biggins with the $10 Super Chat. Happy to have been in Twitter battle this week. Haven't been here due to family issues, but Twitter, I have been. We see you, Baker, Jade, and no names. LOL. We know you're here. Twitter battle you later, I'm sure. JP. Thanks, man. We have all our fans, man. Skull. Go Vikings, he also says. Can't wait to see him choke in the NFC Championship game against, again, like they always do. Pretty much, man. You know, normally, you know, you would get here and get mad as a fan. Like, oh, don't say that. The Vikings. No, no, it's fucking right, man. It's fucking right. I can't wait for our conference championship game, baby. Let's go. There you go. Troy Turner with five dollars super chat. The women's locker room owes JD apologies. Period. He spoke the truth, and they are butthurt about it. Hashtag JD is always right. Hashtag truth hurts. Bro, they're not gonna apologize to me. It would be foolish for me to even ask one. Oh God, please. You kidding me? Just drop it, and that's all we ask. I got better. I got a better chance of fucking uh, taking Britt Baker out for a cup of coffee than them apologizing to me in unison. Give me a break. Uh, the Anthony Graves pod with a $2 super chat. Any advice for small creators? I just hit 300 subs. Be yourself and buy some equipment that's going to make you look good and sound good, bro, at a decent price. And don't worry about the lack of views. It's very difficult nowadays to grow on YouTube. Just keep going at it and don't get discouraged. And don't tell bad about the AEW. Yeah, and yeah, don't talk about AEW or uh, their women's locker room. Or, or take that back. Or do, because then you can wind up trending. Yeah. 
Joey Clemenza with a $10 super chat. By the way, I got to find... Uh, I watched... I watched something on... Uh, I forgot his fucking name. I'd like to shout him out if I could find it. Um, anyway, uh, I'll get back to that. Anthony Pott, thank you so much, man. Uh, Joey Clemenza with a $10 super chat. Someone told me I should send a super chat, and so I got to do it. I've been away for a while, but it was easy coming back inside and hanging with me familia in the venue. Love the show. Hashtag JD was right. Thank you, Joey. I appreciate that, bro. No matter where you are, man, I'm glad you're here. Willie Martin with a 16 months. Doing my own fan booking right now, but with the BCC being outnumbered versus JS, I would love to see Takeshita return and become a new Blackpool Combat Club member. He's awesome. I could see that. I think that'd be great. Some Japanese representation. Let's fix the Blackpool Combat Club first before we start adding new members to it. <laughs> why? You don't like that? It, no, the addition is fine, but why Why are we add members to a group that, that's in disarray, fighting amongst each other, and, and nothing interesting right now? I don't know. So, let's fix it, man. Willie Martin, thank you so much, brother. Larry the Dog with the 199 Super Chat. Colt, he leaves angry face emojis. Hope he breaks a leg. And Jesse, go Sox. Well, baseball season's over, bro, so. Is that from Larry? Larry the Dog, yeah. Larry's a Cubs fan. I don't know. Maybe he's talking about you. You're a White Sox fan. I'm a White Sox fan. Why would Larry the Dog be telling me go Sox? I don't know. Fuck that dog. Dr. Evil Genius, 999. Speaking of talk your ish, JD will be making an appearance on TSP tomorrow afternoon. I will be doing a podcast with my boy Evil Genius. So, uh... I will tweet that out. Keep an eye out for that. Genius is trying to get to 1,000 subs. He's around, he's around 600, I think. 300, maybe. I, maybe I doubled. 300 or so, 400. Get there. Thanks, boy. I'll see you tomorrow, man. Uh, Larry the Dog, 199. JD, you always have a friend in me. I'll bite for you. Well, I mean. No, you need Ace. Yeah, we need Ace Steel for that, bro. You need Ace Steel for that one. Larry didn't bite shit. Marcus, what did Larry do? Nothing. You know, people were like, oh, how can nobody feel bad for the dog? Maybe it's just me because I have an actual real dog. I have a German Shepherd. If I get into a fight in a locker room, you better watch out for my dog. Yeah. I'm not worried about my dog getting hurt. My dog's going to whoop somebody's ass. Someone is getting bit, probably a steel. So maybe don't bring your pocket rat dog to a fucking... Wrestling locker room. I don't know. Or Larry's cute, bro. Larry's the ugliest fucking dog I've ever seen. Larry's very cute. Okay. What's wrong with Larry? Why do you think Larry is ugly, bro? Why do you think Larry is uncute? If that dog had teeth removed, it might be a little bit cuter now. Is uh, Larry cuter than Issa's Roman? Roman's adorable, man. You crazy? Roman is Roman is beautiful. Roman is adorable. Larry's ugly, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know that fucking dog is hideous. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> you know that dog is ugly. We have uh we got two more super chats here, and then we're getting the hell out of here. Um we got Marcus Zimmerman when we're 499. Hi JD and Jesse, love the show. I am with you 100 percent The women in AW need to grow up. And then basically the 499, you don't have to worry about Jericho throwing a fireball at your face. You will probably miss like always. 
No, that's just Scarlet and Karrion Cross, bro. They'll miss. I don't think they want to actually blind people. No. And a quick shout out to uh, we got Shayla Shoval TV, Dave K, Kyle Ironman Smith, J Man, Brandon James Shea, Christopher Smith, Issa with 15 months, and Joey Clemenza all rejoining or joining the VIP club. Thank you guys so very much, man. What a show tonight and what overwhelming support you guys showed, as always. For everything that Jesse and I do on Wednesday nights, man. It's great. Love to see it. Jesse, we're about to get out of here, man. Let us see that gap. Fuck you, Larry. Bro, we're about to get out of here. Any closing, uh, any parting words? No, man. Fantastic night, man. Feels good. Just being able to, to vent a little bit. You guys don't know, man. This is not my show. This is someone else's show. So at times I have thoughts and opinions and I don't necessarily lay them all out to get someone else heat on their show. Feels good being able to say what I want. Yeah. Love it. Yep. Listen, guys, I appreciate you. Thank you for uh, all your support. You guys showed up big time tonight and I expected a big crowd tonight. And I'm glad I got everything off my chest. Now we can finally move on and we can get back to business and, uh, I'll be busy tomorrow night, man. We're, we're, we're doing Evil Geniuses podcast in the afternoon, which I will tweet out. So make sure you guys follow me on Twitter, at JD from NY206. And tomorrow night, the main event, I will be on Don Tony's show. Don Tony on YouTube. I tweeted about it. I'll be tweeting about it all day tomorrow. Go check him out, the Don Tony show. You can find him on YouTube. Put him in the search. I'll be there. The stream is already set up. It's going to be a big one. We're going to talk about it a lot. So make sure you guys tune in for that. And then uh, anything else news-related, AWWWE, I'll cover on Friday. I'll do an extra, and then we'll go live for SmackDown on Friday night, and then Crown Jewel on Saturday, so it should be a busy, busy weekend. Guys, thank you so much for everything. Hit that subscribe button down below. Continue to hit that bell. Thank you for the super chat love. Thank you for the memberships. And I'm about to get out of here, man. I'm about to jump on Modern Warfare 2 and play some video games until I get sleepy. I need a couple of things for my VIPs, man. Number one, I need those rock-on emojis. I need to see those Mustang emojis. And I need to hear you guys turn that music up to max. Guys, thank you so very much. And hopefully the AW locker room was humbled today by yours truly. Thank you so much. And I will see you all on Friday back live for SmackDown. See you guys later.